genre. Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I am your host, Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today with your full panel of co-hosts, Sean Petit is back. I'm back, baby. (laughs) Casey Crawford. Hi. And RJ Light. Heyo. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to ruin them for you. And I'll also give you some timestamps in the episode description. Our top stories today are Guardians of the Galaxy Number 1 by Al Ewing and... Juan Cabal and Marauders number six by Jerry Duggan and Matteo Lally. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Sean, how'd your uh, downhill derby race go? Great, man. I cheated. <laughs> I put two CO2 cartridges in it. So I won. <laughs> See, we, we had this conversation off mic. You, you, your troop used to do CO2 cartridges. Yeah. It My, evolved. Mine was just gravity. It was just a big hill <laughs> with, gravity. with a bunch of hills, right? No, nah, mine was just a straight shot. Just a straight down, and then it went as far as it could. Yeah, I just had yeah. like little CO2 cartridges in the back. Yeah, that way sounds boring. Just the one hill. Just like, it's and not, it, it's I, done. I, I think you th- you're you thinking of this as like a car that you sit inside. No, I mean, it's a little tiny car. Yeah, okay. yeah the whole thing takes about 14 seconds. <laughs> it's not an exciting <laughs> that thing. That is a lot of work for, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a bonding. You're just because someone has to use power tools for you. Because <laughs> at, at this point, when you're using doing that, oh, you have to have a tech. dad. Yeah, or a mom. I mean, but or someone who knows the, just, how to use power you know, tools. An adult who can, you know, yeah, an older okay. brother potentially. I, my, I didn't have an adult that could do power tools. My dad yeah. would aggressively <laughs> take over. Yeah, I think a lot of dads did, and like because they were just trying to like recapture their glory days of some some sort. Like, I feel like if I did it today, <laughs> my dad would somehow still aggressively take over the whole project. Like, he would just show up. When of course. He didn't like, tell him. He just... <laughs> it's like, uh, the the stars told me that you're planning a pine with derby race. <laughs> I had you a vision. Have... I felt a disturbance. I think the yeah, most... it's like touching the thermostat. <laughs> I think the most impressive part is you almost guessed my troop number. I know. It's crazy. That's so weird. I had, like, I had a number written down that I messed up, but when, in messing that up, I actually you got you had my troop number one thirty six yeah you said it and then you corrected yourself <laughs> that's fantastic which is, which is incredible was there know. actually a Fitzpatrick triplets that, that... <laughs> no I did not that I recall but that would be amazing <laughs> and Adam's a psychic it yeah turns out. It yeah apparently turns out... or he just knows way too much about me <laughs> yeah I mean I don't <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. I've been watching too much you on Netflix. I I think Adam's a stalker now. <laughs> Do you have a little glass box you're gonna put us all in? I mean, I can get one. <laughs> but at least it's really easy to get, <laughs> according to this show. You just you just need a glass guy. You don't have a glass guy. A glass guy? Yeah, you guys just have a guy like a shoe guy, glass guy. I don't yeah, have any of those guy. things. Yeah, but you gotta get a box guy after you get a glass guy. Well, yeah. Well, that's he probably knows a good box guy. <laughs> At that point, you need a glass guy, a glue guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is like pawn. I'm sure, stars. you could just you get a guy it on for Amazon. That. Magical crystal glass box. box. Crystal box. I love that. <laughs> All right, All right. We should do this. There's some comic books. Yeah. So Come coming, so coming off, off our magical and wonderful outing on Friday um, with uh, down at the Brave New World's Old City Store, meeting Karen Gillen. He was, a, a, he was a delight. He was, he was a very a nice guy. Yeah. He drew little smiley faces on my books. He was very he nice. He drew a pentagram in Adam's. No, that was Sean's book. And oh. I, yeah, he drew... The, it looks like I he just did, saw a pentagram. I think I he does see. pentagrams on Wicked and Divine. And little, di- cool. little dies and little with a smiley, smiley faces on them. He drew an X in mine. Which is cool. Oh, well, that's awesome. 
Because yeah. yeah, oh, you, you got you got X Men sign right? No, I brought him papers and I served him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we even met a couple people from Boom who were yeah. very nice. Yeah, they were super nice. Yeah, I, they were great. I'm terrible. I forget their names now. Uh, it's not, I, no fault of theirs. That's yeah. entirely on me. Yeah, I don't. Re- they <laughs> were very is, nice. This though. is way after the fact, but I, I feel like like we we. It was cool making friends with them, but I should have been like, if you ever want to do interviews with your talent, let us know. Oh, like, yeah. Missed opportunity. That was a missed opportunity to get like an in on interviews with everybody at Boom Studios or like anyone. <laughs> yeah. just So, Boom, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> Boom, Boom, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> they have our sticker, so they either still have it and are listening or immediately put it in the trash. Or just so. like stuck it on a mailbox. Yeah. On their way out of the store. I don't want this garbage. <laughs> Yeah, I stuck them all over Old City, which is great. I, yeah. I forgot to look for them yesterday. Some I, of them, some of them weren't very good. There's definitely one in Jefferson Station. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is not an admission of guilt. I I saw them. Somebody I put. Them I mean, there. somebody did it. They just leapt off. Yeah. Look, I get I get own. these stickers out. What people do with them after that is That's uh, okay. none of my business. That's fine. We do crime. Crime school. <laughs> Kids do some crime. Crim. Crim, crim. Be gay, do crimes. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to go full tilt. <laughs> Be gay, do crime. That's 2020. <laughs> so, to cover both of the people we met, or all the people I should met, because there's three of them, uh, we're going to do Once a Future, number six, by Karen Gillen and Dan Mora. Also, Boom Studios. Yep. Yeah. Boom, boom. Look, it's so good. The, this is, <laughs> um, the so end of the story arc. It's so is, good. Yeah, this is the end of the story arc, and uh, the protagonist Duncan has just gone full badass mode. Yeah, he's accepted just, his. He's uh, accepted his role as Percival, right, mm-hmm. in the story, and it's decided I'm taking care of this um, because I'm awesome. That's pretty much the vibe of this whole book right now. Got it. <laughs> so the, they got to the point where uh they thought they were gonna lose and they they the portal got sealed off you kind of find out about his family uh his lineage the woman that's been on the other side of this is indeed his mother uh and his grandmother has like kept him from all of the family stuff to keep him innocent so he becomes the percival of this king arthur story um but then a portal closes because i guess i don't know someone has to be shot i didn't quite understand why the portal opened but she shot herself so they could open the portal back up (laughs) that's all i know so they kind of go back to this temple area so they can go back to i guess it would be Otherworld, right yeah i'm learning a lot about Otherworld and all the comics yeah we have recently yeah there's a lot of other yeah multiple arthurian which is cool (laughs) mythos Um, going on in comics right there's a lot of um a lot of good lines between duncan and the grandmother in this issue just like um one of the ones he's like, you need to speak. You need to speak up. You're really quiet while you're dying. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just carrying her over, over his, like shoulder. his shoulder, like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> like if you're gonna die, die loud at least. Yeah, it's just it's well, especially just for this lady. She's been nothing but loud this whole time, and it's just like, what are you gonna do? Die quiet now? Come on. <laughs> so basically, he rolls up on Arthur. Uh, what? Who's his mother? And his mother, and uh, I guess it would be Galahad. Um with Excalibur because he went to the Lady of the Lake and got Excalibur because sure that's where we're at yeah so he just shows up and pretty much I'm taking care of this you're gonna heal my grandma uh suck it and basically (laughs) (laughs) um you know kind of he identifies he sees his mom like knowing that she gave him kind of gave him up and like left so because it wasn't going to be part of the right prophecy or whatever so Hordes of monsters gonna get shoved at him and he just has Excalibur and just starts swinging and just eviscerates everything oh yeah it's it's the, the so art cool. is insane there's just 
literal body parts. There's just it's just a spluke. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the. I gotta it's, read this book. Man. It's I've crazy. Been waiting for it's trade gorgeous. on this one. Yeah, this would be an awesome uh, trade read. For Dan sure. Mora is like just one of my favorite uh, artists right now. Yeah, the, the, unbelievable. That and like the uh, the form forming body of Arthur with like you can. He's getting more and more, but you could still like see how he's being constructed, and he's got all this magic. Um, so basically, he's just like, yeah, I got Excalibur. Um, it's a dope ass sword. Uh, I can't give it to you because uh, Arthur's like, yo, give me that sword. It's super powerful. I was like, no, <laughs> I borrowed it. Um, but he, yeah, I, but I have to give it back to the ladies of the lake. That's yeah, how this works. They kind of so he kind of like negotiates a way to get like the hilt that he has to kind of uh. To, to give to his grandma so she can heal um, in return to find out how he got the sword so he could find out how to get Excalibur. And so now the grandmother's healed um, and now she starts, because we were talking about this before, everything's like all the power of story. Like this Arthur doesn't quite know what's going on so she just starts making kind of stories up to kind of tweak how everything's going to go to kind of like make it so Arthur can't quite win this battle. Yeah, this, this is a very specific King Arthur, and she's yeah. using information that he doesn't have. Exactly. To, uh, and he's like, oh, I need that. Yeah, yeah. let's listen to this lady. She clearly knows what's going on, and yeah. it's just kind of a I trap. Love, I love that like, there's tell, they're telling the story before the story happens. Yeah, You know exactly. what I mean? Like, like they're, I, I love that. Like, the the way it kind of turns all of the mythology on its head in that way. It's yeah. like, we have to control the narrative and that's exactly what yeah. she's doing. She's controlling the narrative of Arthur while she, while Arthur's just standing in front of her, <laughs> which is it's it's kind of crazy. And then the, he kind of like she makes a point to like talk about uh, Lancelot and stuff like that. He's like, Ooh. oh, because it cannot be understated that Arthur is a like very nationalist. Like this yeah. whole thing is just like Britain, keep Britain white nationalism. Britain. Yeah, like uh, no key, yeah, keep Britain, Britain. Yeah, uh, like like it's Saxon. What is, is Saxon Britain or is it the other way around? I believe so. I, um, I believe so. Yeah, like it's like only Saxons and then no nobody else. So like, so this yeah. version of Arthur has not heard of Lancelot, which is odd. But <laughs> he's so he's like, who's Lancelot? She's like, he's the Frenchie who who shagged your wife, you big ninny. And he's like, a Frank has laid with my queen. And just like <laughs> loses his mind. I like she calls him a ninny. <laughs> And they're going back and forth. Like the mom has realized, oh shit, I sh- this is this is not working out. Yeah. And it's like, uh, basically, he's like, you betrayed me. You know, the the bloodline is no longer pure. Basically, because yeah. how whatever kids she made like wasn't a pure Saxon or whatever yep. it is. Yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna kill you. Tell me who it was so I can kill him too. And then I'm gonna kill you both. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur, he's just not giving a shit. Um, so Galahad, the the son that he kind of raised, is like, no, I'm gonna go with Arthur, and then Duncan, the main, the protagonist, is like, I'm gonna protect my mom, even though she doesn't know she's not the nicest lady, but I'm gonna still protect her because it's the right thing to do. So he starts fighting Arthur with Excalibur, going back and forth, clearly not winning because he's no swordsman, but he's a swordsman, and it's Arthur. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Doug. He's got Excalibur, which is super powerful, dude. but he's just like yeah, he doesn't really know how to use he's it. A dude versus a zombie, yeah. like yeah. Arthur. Arthur. Yeah, a war- an actual warrior. <laughs> so the grandmother takes the hilt that healed healed her up now because she's all better now. He used like magic power, throws it out the window to kind of distract Arthur, and he like summons like a literal like horde of flying monsters, like skeleton monsters, like, like skeleton Pegasus, Peg- like, Pegasi. Yeah, which he calls the hunt which is awesome. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So then after that point, like the whole other world portal just starts like disintegrating. Like the magic is going away. Like there's just, 
it's just falling apart very, very quickly. So they're basically trying to escape. And then there's this moment between the grandmother and the mother kind of like, come with us, come, come with us. And she like, you know, there's a lock eyes and she decides to go further back into other world to kind of try to redeem herself. And Duncan pulls the grandmother out and the portal closes. So she's very, very, um, uh, uh, what's it? Not lost, lost Ark. What's the other um, Indiana Jones? The Sean Connery Temple of Doom. Tem- no, uh, Sean Connery Last Crusade. The, last Crusade. The crystal Very Last Crusade. Oh no! Where, like, it's like come with me, and, she, and then the Nazis like reaching for the cup, yeah. and it's just like, ah, oh, you picked the wrong one, and then she falls into the the you know. She yeah. poorly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so basically, it's just like she just doesn't trust this woman. So she, that portal closes, and the grandmother's like, I wouldn't have shot her. She's like, no, seriously, I wasn't gonna shoot her. <laughs> Because I guess the, the grandma just shoots everybody, and there's no trust going. She along. she is very quick to point a gun at somebody. That's that's her main uh, trope throughout yeah, this whole thing. She yeah. points a gun at every single person. So they kind of like shut this down. So Arthur is presumably defeated for the time being. Uh, he returns Excalibur to the ladies of the lake, um, and this is where he really just starts like giving the cold shoulder to his grandmother. He's like, "Oh, you could have kept it." He's like, "No, I couldn't. You could, because you're you're a bad person." But I'm not, so I'm going to give the sword back because I'm done with it. <laughs> I like that you pointed at me when you just said that. Oh, no. I was yeah, pointing. Come on, Adam. I wasn't All those hordes of swords you have in the... Yeah, quit hoarding you've swords. Give, you've never given the Excaliburs back, ever. The ladies of the lake. You're like, why is he pointing upset. at me? So they're kind of laying everything to rest, and they go back to like where it all started in like her cache of weapons and stuff. And he's like, oh, can, can you? do you think you can continue to do this? He's like, yeah, I think so. You know, I think so, like kind of referring to like the family business of hunting monsters. But like, then he's like, no, I don't think I could do this anymore. Like with you. Referring like, I, to his relationship yeah, with his I think I can now. do adventure shit, but I don't yeah. want to be your grandson. Like I like this, this relationship is broken because of all the lack of trust. And, yeah. And everything that happened. And yeah. then the questing dragon <laughs> comes up again from the first issue. And he is way different than he was. Promptly grabs a spear and shoves it right through its head just conan the barbarian style it was awesome uh mm-hmm. and then it's just like so so are we done now like, i killed the questing guy it's like, <laughs> and then they just kind of walk off literally walk off into the sunset <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 yeah. quest complete like and like i don't want to understate like you know we kind of you know there's a lot of really cool like the art and the action in this is awesome mm-hmm. like it's really cool like, well you forgot the epilogue well, I haven't gotten to the epilogue. Okay, I did, you, it sounded like you were doing the sum up. So I just want to. This throw looks it out a little there. bit like the art from TMNT and Power Rangers. Is that the same artist? It might be no. the same colorist. Ah, uh, could be because that is Boom as, as well. Yeah. We got to yeah. look into and the color the, in this. We were, color is phenomenal. Very good color. Um, yeah. No, but this is the same artist of Klaus, the the Grant Morrison mm-hmm. uh, yeah. gritty Santa Claus origin story book. So I got to read that. Oh man, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that kind of wraps up the Duncan uh, grandmother story, and then you get the nice splash page of Once of Future. It's like, oh, okay, this is nice. And then you flick one more, and it's like, oh, there's an aftermath. <laughs> and it's uh, his mother running through Underworld. And other, otherworld. Otherworld. I'm sorry. What did I just say? Underworld. Oh, great. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, Otherworld is kind of an Underworld. Yeah, it's fine. This voice just starts talking to her, and she says, the story has no further use for Elaine, but Merlin could could find a use for a Nimue. So it's and then Merlin shows up in his very 
He is a ba- spooky Merlin. Yeah, like Grim Reaper-esque Merlin. I Again, love the-, the idea that Merlin and Arthur are the bad guys. Like, that's yeah. my favorite thing about, that was my favorite thing about, like, the first issue of this. We're just like, oh, Arthur is a nationalist and he wants to take over the world for Britain. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. not good. Uh, <laughs> not cool, bro. Not, not cool, man. <laughs> yeah. And, like, again, the color and the de- character design for both the Arthur and Merle other awesome yeah and i guess as we learned recently it will be continued so there's going to be more issues of this and presumably about merlin and i guess otherworld and i don't know what duncan's going to do he's just going to be like a monster hunter now i don't maybe. know maybe yeah we'll but see maybe I, you could, maybe I, you I have hope, a second date with that girl he, now he bonds yeah hopefully he can have a second date <laughs> that's not interrupted by his grandmother and then hopefully <laughs> him and his grandmother can have some good bonding this time because the, yeah. the the um the interaction between them was really funny but it, it is. But if you're thinking of it as a like actual relationship it's between, it's very strained. It is, yeah, yeah. Like it is. It is. The real world ramifications of that would be like, please go away and never talk to me again. Well, so, like the theme know. throughout it, like as you learn more, is like she kept him at a distance from everything on purpose for specifically this reason yeah. so he could fight so like Arthur she thought she was doing the back. right thing but yeah. in doing so it was just a, a whole world of lies yeah pretty much like your entire life is a lie but he ended up being a really good person so that's you know he's turned out fine but their relationship may be irreparable yeah. at this point. and 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 the sake very of good, for the sake of saving <laughs> him she is not a very good person right exactly <laughs> she yeah. is right. cutthroat yeah and that's was fine i think that was given up long ago because she had to be exactly but yeah. This was a very unexpected book that came out. Obviously, we're fans of Karen Gillan because we just, I think we've talked about every issue of Die at this point because mm-hmm. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm just a fan of him in general as a oh person. God. What yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. Nice and guy. yeah. And now meeting him again, it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to buy everything ever that you put your name on, including I, the things that I already have. <laughs> way, like, way to catch up because we've already been doing that. Yeah. Right. That's true. <laughs> After the signing, too, he stuck around and just signed everything with his name on it in the store, yep. which is crazy. Yeah. It's yeah, like, so if you want something signed by him, go down to I guess is it, are you gonna send up up the Willow we Grove? We might send some to Willow Grove, um, but, but most but the the bulk of it is just in Old City right now. Head so. down to Old City and get some stuff signed by Karen Gillan. Yeah, yep. But yep. Uh, yeah, this was great. I'm really excited that there's gonna be more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know quite how much. I know at least two more issues are solicited, so I'm assuming at least one more story arc. I'll take yeah, another yeah. a 12 issue thing would yeah. be cool. Like we thought it was gonna be six. I was like, oh man. You know, I hate getting attached to these miniseries. Like, there's a few that we've been reading, even like Matt, like, you're going to cover Mask later, but like, a yeah. lot of these little miniseries have been coming out while they're great. It's like, oh, there's a little party is really sad when they end. And, and, <laughs> and they're also often pitches for TV. Oh, which, yeah. Which, yeah, leaves you feeling kind of extra robbed because then when it does get picked up by Netflix, which is the, <laughs> the, the, the book the, I'm about to talk the about, the entire back page of these books, <laughs> right? They they change a lot of the story. Like like Sabrina was a really great book. And oh then yeah, it got picked up by Netflix and they changed so many things about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not as good. It's it's fun to watch, it's but a great it's show. The, but the but comic a, is but so it's almost good. a different thing. At it's that a completely point. different. Yeah. Thing. There's also an alarming amount of singing in the new season. Oh no, I don't get it's, what that's all. About. I'm okay. I, I I think I watched the first season. Is I'm good. CW model. Yeah. Just following. I'm yeah. like, what's the what's this all about here? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, that's a good segue to my book. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is. 
So uh, I don't think that there is a way that this could ever be adapted for Netflix, but Netflix owns everything Mark Millar puts out. Uh, so my book is American Jesus number two, American Jesus, the new Messiah number two by Mark Millar and Peter Jesus, Gross. Here we go again. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> In case you didn't Talking get enough. about the Nazarene. <laughs> yeah. In case you didn't get enough of this last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one's, this one's more about cults, which is why this, I picked it. This issue at least. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the first issue. So just to, to recap the first issue, um, it's a uh, New York, it's like like Brooklyn in the in the 70s and we see this uh this girl who's in like I, don't, I forget how old she was exactly but middle school high school age girl and um she is a virgin but she is immaculately conceived like or she becomes immaculately con- I don't know how to say that rude <laughs> and nobody believes her cuz everyone she has a boyfriend we just went to a septic bathroom <laughs> that's I mean that's how it always happens to me <laughs> oh, gross <laughs> The way it always happens? Yeah, it is a problem, though. Uh, <laughs> no, but, um, so she, she, she is a virgin, and her, her the only person that believes her is her boyfriend, because he's like, I know we haven't done anything, and I trust you. So um, then she has these dreams from this angel, and this angel comes and, and tells her, she's just like, yo, so uh, 9-11's going to happen. Uh, social media is a thing that's going to exist. RFID chips are like the end game. Like he, he lays out the entire plan and it's all the Antichrist. Like the Antichrist is like uh, cooking up this plan for like infinite war in the Middle East. And it's like, as the reader, we know that a lot of these things have already happened. There's so- this one tool album that's going to take like 20 <laughs> years to come out. And you're, uh, you're going to be really disappointed by it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's, uh, he's, he's name dropping all this stuff and he's like basically telling her like, yeah, they're going to use two points to, to knock down the trade towers. And they're literally walking around New York. She's like, you're insane. Like, what are you talking about? And then all right, magically pregnant lady. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he's like, also, so, uh, you're in danger because you are carrying the the new messiah and the antichrist is going to come and they're going to have to fight so we have to keep you safe and you and your baby safe for the next like 20 years until that happens and she's like okay well you know let me go say goodbye to my parents at least because he's like sending her off to you know to be protected you know like basically witness protection for jesus and uh well mary in this case i guess yeah um and in she's like well case. let me go say goodbye to my parents and uh as she's saying that she's like he's like oh i am very sorry but your parents are already dead and Ooh. then it shows like just like a swat team coming in and there's this like big crazy like dude kind of like very like demonic looking like like bald white dude in a, in a, in a big 10 gallon hat like a big white hat uh and that's like who took out her parents um and then the very end of the first issue is the the boyfriend and girlfriend driving in a bus to Waco, Texas. Uh-oh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Not a whole lot of great things have happened there. It's I mean, only I'm sure really some cool known... stuff has happened there, but none that I've ever done. It's really only known <laughs> for the Branch Davidians. Uh so yeah, so that was in the 70s. Um this issue we flash forward to uh 18 years later. And I forget exactly what year that would make it, but uh, yeah, we all want to know what happened to the Branch Davidians in the early 90s in Waco, Texas. Doesn't end well, from what I recall. No, and uh, so they're living on a compound. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's basically this like like ultra-religious compound that are just a, a bunch of uh, devout followers that believe that, that she is the new messiah, and they're all just like, all the protocols are pr- to protect her. And to, to await for the the Antichrist, and hopefully keep her away from David Koresh. <laughs> That's the idea. <laughs> um, but no, um, from what I can tell, the way the, that this book is playing it out is that all the stuff that we, as in in 2020, 
know about Waco, Texas was all like propaganda to cover up the fact that this was actually this compound. Oh. Yeah, cuz like it's like oh they're they're pretending to be a, an environmental um like a, a activism group in this compound, but actually they're they're real um the real one is Motive to protect is, is, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, oh, okay. Who um, is a now teenage girl? Yeah, she's point? an 18-year-old. I mean, maybe 17-year-old. Almost, almost 18. Yeah, old, they make yeah. a point to say, when I'm 18, I'm leaving, Mom. Exactly, yeah. So she's a 17-year-old <laughs> girl. Um, And I, I do think that it was very purposeful that she is um, half Latino, half black, mm-hmm. and a girl. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think that was on accident. Yeah, I don't think that was on accident. So, Wait, If she was immaculate conce- immaculately conceived... Why would she look exactly like her parents? Right. Why would she be mixed race? To keep up the ruse, bro. Yeah. To protect her. I mean, Jesus... Likely story. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to... <laughs> this is a hot take, but Jesus wasn't white. Oh, well, I know that. But neither was Mary and Joseph. But, so but, he came out the same race as Mary and Joseph. But he wasn't half white either. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. God was experimenting. Was just, he got new flavors. And he was just... <laughs> He was just like, you know, we're going to mix things up here. I think I think a big part of it is also uh, a little bit of a test of faith here because um, so we, we go through and clearly everyone there at the compound believes that she's Jesus except her. Um, so there's there's this conversation. They're having this meeting and I think her name is Catalina. Yeah. And so the mom is basically just like, I don't know where Catalina is. She said she was going to be here. I'll she's go, I'll go find mixer. her. Fucking <laughs> 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 Catalina wise. <laughs> Um, so the mom's walking around the compound and there's people with like ak-47s like like pointing them at like uh they're like they're practice they're like little practice dummies that are shaped like little devils they like yeah little horns horns off here i thought they were shaped like cops i was like that's a little problematic well you know um so yeah so she's she's walking around the compound compound look at that uh and can't find her anywhere she goes to like just outside the fence and, and the girl is there like listening to her walkman and uh they have this whole She's conversation bad religion <laughs> probably well, it's uh yeah early 90s that makes sense yeah. yeah um so yeah so basically the kid is is like yeah like just, <laughs> she's out there smoking cigarettes and listening to the walkman the mom's like you're not supposed to smoke, smoke cigarettes your body is the temple you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you listening to rock music like yeah i'm 17 like yeah, but if she's jesus doesn't she have like wolverine's healing factor <laughs> well that's a big part of this is that we have to that uh, they're talking about how to manifest her powers. Oh. Is that she doesn't have her powers yet, but they need to start getting her there because they need to prepare for the fight that's coming with the Antichrist. They're triggered by puberty. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's 17. She's gone through puberty. She's got, she's got boobies. Jesus was a mutant, man. <laughs> <laughs> if Wolverine shows up, that would be fucking awesome. Right? He just hits people with fish. <laughs> All of a sudden, the portal opens and like, <laughs> hey, what's up? Krakoa, Krakoa, Krakoa welcome back, you. Jesus. She just understands Krakoa. Uh, the first mutant apocalypse in Jesus. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, apocalypse is the Antichrist in this scenario. Anyway, hey. uh, let's. We just... Oh, sad. Aww. Not blue dad. Sad Aww. blue dad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, we got we got more of that later. Oh, um, but anyway, so so through the conversation with the, the Jesus and her mom, um, her name is Catalina, but I'm just gonna keep calling her Jesus. Um, <laughs> basically, we find out that the girl in no way believes that she is the 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 Christ child, and she's convinced that her parents are just like wrapped up in a cult. 
Um, so she's like, I, yeah, the second I turn 18, I am out the door. Uh, I can't do all this water into wine stuff. I can't like, you know, uh, <laughs> she says, this isn't even an original idea, mom. These, these all go back like 10, at least 10,000 years. And then she starts naming like Horus and, and like, uh, like all the different, like, you know, uh, biblical like messiahs that, that have come before. Like, uh, oh yeah. The, the, like, oh wait, where is it? Horus had 12 disciples. Uh, Krishna and Devaki, the, the Greeks had Dionysus and Semele, uh, uh, Dionysus turned water into wine. Yeah, like, she, she, yeah. Did, she did her uh, research on, on YouTube, you know, like, <laughs> proto-YouTube, to know that, like, and, and, and basically she's like, no, it's all, this has all been the plan since the very beginning, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there, there's as many virgins as Jesus as there are versions of, like, Thor. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, and they... Or Spider-Man, for that matter. <laughs> Jesus they, is my favorite Marvel superhero. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but yeah, so so they tra- they drag her back to the compound basically, and and two weeks later they're they're all you know settled a little bit you know compared to what they were to that big fight. And um, what is this? Oh yeah, so so a guy comes in and brings them the RFID chip to show them like this is what the Antichrist has been working on. Like this is what the other side is is He's doing. Partnered with Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think they might even name drop that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're talking about like it's you know they're they're gonna use fear mongering and social media and parental paranoia to get people to inject these into and like 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 just convenience that you're gonna not be able to like ring up at the grocery store without having one of these chips in your arm. And I was like, this is it's convincing that could be real like i I could easily see that happening i could um, see myself being like all for it too when it does no like i'd be like oh yeah that seems pretty convenient i won't even use the the um uh what's it called with your fingerprint on your phone like the yeah. to unlock your phone with your fingerprint no i don't i'm not selling my fingerprint to samsung that's not really how it works i don't care <laughs> <laughs> it's actually stored locally and encrypted all right jeff bezos and tokenized that's what they said about uh, alexa and i don't believe it for a minute I, no they definitely didn't say that about alexa adam with his fingerprints and his swords and <laughs> that's linked that's linked to the internet yeah and, no, alexa is always has, listening that's how it that's how it picks up when you say your name but they say yeah. that it's stored locally until i'm like <laughs> no yeah. it's not it has no, local no it's storage. not no, there, there was an Liar. article that came out uh someone who was who was doing qa for amazon uh in order to get the the voice recognition ramped up Mm -hmm. they gave them a ton of just random conversation that they had to transcribe and then as they were transcribing it they realized this was just an alexa eavesdropping on people yeah cool i will not have one of those in my house yeah hey wiretap machine what's the what's what's the weather like tomorrow (laughs) you know you have one of those in your pocket too right yeah no disabled just yep yeah you gotta disable the mic i i never allowed the microphone to work in the first place I used to, I used to use Siri all the time, but I had to, I just shut her off. That's why there's targeted ads when you open up Facebook for things you were talking about. That's actually not true. It's just the algorithm is that good, right? I've read that. Too. Right, right. Am I, I right? I've had a Christina send me a message about a giant inf- beanbag chair, and with the next time I open Facebook, I have an ad for that chair. Well, there's one right behind you. Well, you I'm want. just saying I've never looked it up, but she's talked to me about it. Well, <laughs> but she sent you a message. It was reading your text. It wasn't listening well, to you. Same thing. But you could do it. It works. I've done the same thing with an actual. Like, it's I'm not disagreeing. It's the same reason why every time there's a, a mid '90s white Ford Bronco for sale on <laughs> Facebook Marketplace, it shows up on my feed. Just assume that 
Just assume I that, know, right? <laughs> yeah. Just assume that Google knows everything about you. Oh, it does. No, it does. So, it, like, yeah. not putting your fingerprint on there, like, is, is they know yeah. everything else That's about you. That's why Google won't let me use it anymore. <laughs> it just blocks me. But Google doesn't it's want like, me. not this guy. <laughs> All right, we're getting way off topic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anywho, so, so then... As they're having this conversation about, like, you know, the the plans of the Antichrist. And they're talking about um, the Antichrist appears to be uh, 23 years old, studying at Yale. Goes by the name of Jody Christensen. I'm like, yeah, I believe that's probably the Antichrist. (laughs) 100%. Jeez. Um, It's going to be anybody. It's going to be anybody. It's going to be a Yale student. Why Yale? (laughs) How many presidents have gone to Yale? Somebody went to Brown. (laughs) Yeah, like, right? Somebody didn't finish college. Anywho. Uh, but as they're having this conversation, the alarms start to go off that the perimeter has been breached and they're on full lockdown mode. I'm like, oh, God, here it comes. Um, so, yeah, like the, 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 the shit hits the fan and they're all freaking out. You know, it turns out it was actually just a false alarm. Um, so just a bit of a false start, uh, you know, knowing what happens that year in Waco, you know, like, but it turns out it was, this was not the time that they were all going to get slaughtered. Um, (laughs) so then, uh, the next morning they wake up and, oh, the, in all the chaos, she manages to kind of slip away. And she walks she, to the front door. She walks to the front gate and says, I'm leaving. And the person there is just like, no, you can't. She's like, well, you have to do what I say. So step aside and just tell them that I told you to step aside. Because they're supposed to do everything that she tells them yeah, to Yeah, they are her servants, basically. Because yeah. she is Jesus. Um, so, in a parka now. Yeah. Jesus in a park. <laughs> so the next morning they wake up and they're like, nobody sounded the alarm. Like, where is We had to do what she says. And just, uh, so like. They get a phone call from her, and she's, like, at a pay phone, and she's like, Mom, I'm, like, worried for you. These people have brainwashed you, and this is insane, and you can't possibly believe that this any of this is happening. Like, this is all your coping mechanism because you didn't want to admit that you had sex with my dad, like, because you were a teenager. Like, that's all <laughs> this is. And just admit it to everyone, and we can all just, like, get along with our lives, you know? And, um, and the mom is just like, hang up the phone! Like, stop! Just hang up the phone! And she's like, okay, bye, mom, Jesus. So she like hangs up, and there's some dude standing by her. She's like, hey, baby, need a ride? And she's like, I guess. And then we cut to never take a ride from someone. Who I says, guess she's hey, gung ho. <laughs> she's like, you betcha. I think it's assumed that they Random know each, they know each other in some way. I don't I, think so. It I seems think- to be planned. No, because like, I why would I didn't this dude that. just stop at a telephone booth? Because this is the early '90s. Uh, because. She's a girl. She's a girl, and he's, he's a, a predator. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. And that's what I'm... they do. Yep. I didn't. Um, but Sean's the... long history of just getting in cars with strangers. <laughs> like what? Like it working out great. This isn't everybody. I don't know. <laughs> but the the most important part was that we cut to. Turns out they were tracing the calls. Trace the call. They traced the call, and <laughs> we're the, in. The, the 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 creepy looking dude in the ten gallon white hat is like, we got him. So, like, evidently they were, like, just waiting for the Messiah to leave and trace the call. So, like, I, I really like this because even as the reader, even right, reading the first issue, knowing that she was, like, immaculately conceived and that this angel knows all the future and, like, all the stuff. The second issue reads, like, oh, yeah, it's just a cult. And they're crazy. And, like, n- she's definitely not Jesus. But then you get to the very end and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, the, the, the evil forces are going after her. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was Someone well thinks she's Jesus. Huh? That's all that matters. Everyone but her. Yeah. Especially people that are trying to kill her now. <laughs> well. Yeah. 
Yeah, Jesus is on the loose and uh, in Jesus danger. Jesus on the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Jesus is having an existential crisis about whether he's actually Jesus or not. Yep. It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> rough day. It's a rat. But yeah, I don't. I see no way that that could be adapted for Netflix, even though technically Netflix owns it. Because that's all Mark Millar does now is just pitches. I'm for sure TV. it will come out and spark no controversy whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, everyone will like it. It'll be a huge hit. <laughs> they're yeah. all, they're all gonna uh, boycott Amazon. Look, if Sabrina <laughs> can make it on on Netflix, I think a story. Well, about did you Jesus remember when Good Omens came out? Good Omens came out and or was about to come out, and like all the evangelicals were like, "We should boycott Netflix." And then Neil Gaiman's just like, "Nobody tell them it's on Amazon." <laughs> 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 Yeah, they, uh, there, there's some, there's some wacko religious groups out there right now doing pretty oh, wacko, yeah. crazy things. Yeah, it's yeah, stupid. Man. I'm not gonna point fingers or name names. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Sorry, what? But you know who you are, listeners. <laughs> if anyone from the Westboro Baptist Church is listening, Look, I don't want to alienate any of our evangelical <laughs> listeners. And that's for true. That's for truth, man. I mean, if 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 you're a one, of, if you're a nice person and you're an evangelical. Get out of We're the fine. get out of the church. Do you need help? Chances are you just live in the south. <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of yeah. the bad ones, I, th- I think this is another moment where I should state Christianity is cool, but bad Christians are really bad. Yeah. I mean, I I know I, I know plenty of evangelicals who are fine. Oh, okay. I, I know a lot of them who aren't fine. Yeah, that's I know I know more <laughs> but, of the latter because you know. <laughs> that's what happens in Florida. <laughs> uh, all right, moving yeah. along. Yeah, hashtag not all evangelicals. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right, RJ, once again, get us the hell out of here. Uh, <laughs> we can always count on RJ to have a much more whimsical book than this. The, this right, one of us. right. All right. Well, I, I'm I have, sorry. I, I always I wait till you see the next book. I have a. I can tell you a body number two by Ryan Ferrier and George Kambadai. Um. So we start in the Vatican. <laughs> I'm learning that this quickly, though, that this guy can't sell people bodies, and it's becoming a big problem for him. <laughs> yeah, I, he's having a real rough go. I quit, you guys. <laughs> this is I a much like, more... Yeah, I, for, I forgot that this book religion. started in the Vatican. No, yeah. more, no more books about religion. Yeah, we could say fuck all we want, but religion embargo this is isn't up. Even... <laughs> all right, it's going to be like four pages. It's fine. All right, uh, so the two... Two priests just talk about how great it is to be in the church, and then this other this other one comes in, and they're like, "Not this fucking guy." <laughs> and he's like, "There's there's been another one, so he's tracking demons, and because of the um the uh assistant who turned the old woman Gladys who turned into a demon in the the last issue, he apparently knows about it. And so I was like, "This this one's in America," and they're like, "Just." You've been drinking the communion wine. It's fine. <laughs> Relax. He's, he's like, like, it sure is great to be rich and white and in charge of most of the world, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like, let's just let him be. So they like walk in on him and he's like singing the national, the American national anthem. And he's like waving a flag. <laughs> Very weird. Uh, yeah. And then it, so then it cuts to Los Angeles and our heroes trying to scam had Thai food <laughs> and uh isn't the guy working the, is that the that's the priest though right isn't that the same guy oh, is it I'm pretty sure it's the same guy uh I don't think so but okay 
Maybe I, th- I thought it was. They look very similar. But maybe <laughs> maybe he, that's his master plan. Maybe to infiltrate yeah. through Pad Thai. Just selling hot nudes. Yeah. It says welcome to hot nudes and it's uh, a noodle place. N O O D S. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> so I my- almost spit taked all over this microphone. <laughs> I saw that. And my very expensive mat. <laughs> and I was totally ready to just buy a new one. It's like it's worth it. <laughs> anyway, we'll let RJ right, take so us over. Sorry. He's about to extort him by by recalling his his past, but then these ghost babies uh, start distracting him. <laughs> like, free us for only babies! And he's like, shut up trying to get free pad time! <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, this book's ridiculous. Yeah. I love this book. Uh, so then he, he gets... He's been getting free samples, but he takes a bunch of ketchup packets and he just starts eating the ketchup. <laughs> he's so sad. Because last issue, he was trying to get, he was trying to buy either the hot dog or the bun. Yeah. Yeah. From a street. Yeah, this guy's not doing great. He's not doing. There's a lot of levity and like homelessness (laughs) going on (laughs) in this book. (laughs) Uh, So then these cops come and they they show him a picture of Gladys and uh, he's like, whoa, that, who who did that? I didn't realize her husband was such a prick. It's like, it wasn't him. Uh, (laughs) And it's like, you're the last person to see her alive. And he's like, "Well, I'll, uh, I'll." He's like, "What well, you want to team up? I'm, I'm able to. I'm like, I'm available for paid psychic work." And he's like, and "They're like, no, anything you say would be admissible anyway." <laughs> and he's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna leave." So, uh, he's got cops on his tail, and he's, and then he just leaves. He's just cursing, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the next two pages, all of the dialogue is just fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and then he should, he's like fuck 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 fuck, and then he he goes to his door and there's a goat head, and then he's like I'm not gonna go. He's like fuck 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 fuck, and he keeps like walking, and uh, so he shows up at the girl's place uh, from the last issue, who he immediately fell in love with and gave all his money with uh, to on the spot, and. <laughs> this guy's just bad with money. He's bad with everything. Clearly, but, yeah. So he goes, yeah, so you know how I gave you all that money? I kind of need it back. <laughs> and she's like, well, I spent, I spent most of it, I, you know, to get me out of, out of debt. And he's like, oh, that's, you know, that's fair. Um, well, these guys are, this, like, these criminals are just coming after me and they want to murder me and these ghosts are giving me a hard time. But uh, I've, I've given you a lot to deal with, so I'm just going to leave. And she's like, wait, you gave me all this money even though uh, people want you dead? and He's like, y- yeah, and she's like, that's the most romantic thing anyone's ever done with done for me. I want you now. So they just bone. <laughs> it's an immediate panel of a thong on a TV, and just clothes everywhere. I love the ghost commenting on it. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and then it cuts to exactly nine minutes thirteen seconds later. <laughs> He's efficient, you know. <laughs> And That's what we'll call it. Yeah, it's efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> and so she has got to go to work, and um, uh, so they they go to her her work, uh, together, and it turns out that she's actually like, uh, a person that involves in the morgue. So oh God, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. And then she's like, I get off at six. And he's like, in the morning. He's like, yeah. It's like, all right. Well, uh. So he, so she goes to work and is like getting chewed out by her boss for being on exactly on time, 
and then he goes into the uh the morgue and starts he goes to the bodies of all the uh the the other mafia that got murdered by the guys that owe him money so the the guys that owe him money like took out this whole other mafia family so he goes to the dead mafia family and raises all of them oh my god <laughs> and sends them after him beautiful <laughs> he's like rise my bitches rise uh, Los Angeles hath no fury like a monster scorned and uh, so the, the guy who uh, the guy he owes money to the, the mobster is uh, having this big dinner and gets invaded by zombies yeah, so Denny, Denny's hiding out in a motel uh, trying to buy trying to, trying to buy time and uh, the, he's like trying to like uh, just work things through and these ghosts keep saying hey hey Hey, hey. He's like, guys, you gotta give me a break. And then. Yeah, no wonder he's so bad with everything. Yeah. He hasn't never had time to think. So he actually. He, so the, then the, the guy that he's looking for, the mobster's dad, manifests. And um, uh, he's like, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta come with me and I gotta get you a body. And he's like, I'm not going with you. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, it's like a uh, legit question, but I need to know: Do you do you have ghost sticks? He's like, enough for the ghost sticks. <laughs> but, what? But apparently, apparently, the mobster has uh, it doesn't want to leave because he has a mob empire built up now in the ghost world, and they're like, he's got they got all the same stuff. Yeah, and I can make an ectoplasm joke right now, but I'm. I'm going to leave that one. It was everywhere. For, for the mobster or the ghost dick? The ghost dick. Ghost dick. Oh, okay. I like how he, he's got the set of the mob, and also he just, like, hates his son because he's such a Yeah, dick. well, he's like, he's yeah, just but, an idiot. Well, you got you to gotta come help. He's like, don't you want to help your son? He's the heir to the empire. He's like, no, he's, he's fucking worthless. <laughs> it doesn't care at all. Yeah. I love it. So he's not going to help him. So he's even more screwed. So then he's he, like, lies back on the bed and is just, like, he's really boned at this point um he's like watching tv news report and there, there's this uh broadcast is like breaking news there's uh people searching for um the theft of cadavers which is a which is a felony and he's like what it's illegal who gives a fuck they're dead <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then there's another breaking news report of an armed robber in central los angeles me uh, police in immediate pursuit of the perpetrator and he's like well at least i'm not that person and then it cuts to the girl walking in from work and she has big bundles of money and she's like i think we just solved our money problem <laughs> and i was like this girl is ridiculous <laughs> why didn't she just do that in the first place instead of asking him for money uh probably because now she's doing it for yeah, love doing it for oh, love oh now she's yeah that's why you commit horrible crimes <laughs> she is bananas like well, she hey. just slept with him on the fly and then it's just immediate immediately like willing to help him rob the bank oh my god and we established this last episode there's not a whole lot of problems that can't be solved with a big <laughs> Duffel bag full of cash. And she's got two. Yeah. She's got even two. better. That's twice as that's, few problems. That's two giant problems solved right, <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> but this book is ridiculous. I love it. It's, yeah, it's a very weird one, but it's it's pretty good. It's so insane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the pace of this book. It's very Yeah, it's great. It's 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 really frantic. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it's only gonna be a few issues. I think that's it's why. It's pretty. The pages are pretty long too. It's like twenty eight pages as opposed to twenty two. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot. There's a lot that happens in each issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there's a uh, two issues left. Yeah, it's a four issue miniseries. So see more miniseries, man. They keep getting us. <laughs> I know. I kind of like a good bite sized story, like especially sure. especially in in the mix of things like X Men. Yeah, that's true. That just go on and on and on and on forever to the end of time. <laughs> it's it's nice to have like a nice bite size, yeah, digestible yeah, that's story. A good point. All right, what do you got? So, yeah, so speaking of miniseries, is uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go with Ghostbusters Year One Number One. Shocker! I am I am shocked. <laughs> Who are these Ghostbusters? Uh, oh, I like I, there's a good. This is a really good transition. I'm talking about religion, and the next book opens with the Vatican, and then it's all about ghosts, and then uh, busting some ghosts. Because <laughs> busting makes me feel good. <laughs> Beat me to it. That's exactly what I was gonna say. So, well, <laughs> this is by Eric Burnham and Dan Schoening. Sure. Yeah. I'm yep. bad with these names. Anyway, so th- this uh, this year one series is um is kind of following the the first year of the Ghostbusters. Um, it's the out- immediate aftermath of the first movie, more or less. Yeah. But but there there's also a lot of stuff in here that that's like fills in the gaps between the major events of the first movie. Oh yeah, so it's it's uh the the lady doing the interviews. So it's so the 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 current the like present day sense it takes place immediately after the movies, but they're talking about the first year. Yeah, the first year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. It, which is uh, always always tough for me to remember where these Ghostbusters comics takes place mm-hmm. temporally. Is that a word? <laughs> yeah. Um I mean, it is a word. <laughs> Did I use it right? I don't know. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, in what space time? Because yeah. there's multiple dimensions with, with ghosts. Yeah. But it's it's kind of like early to mid 90s kind of thing. Because it's like after Ghostbusters 2. It's not like 20 years has gone by. Oh, I thought this is after Ghostbusters 1. Because they don't talk about did use that word right. Vigo at all. But the, the Vigo painting is in the the firehouse like it's in the background of is stuff. it i'm not maybe not in this issue i don't know I yeah don't know. i think in this issue it's immediately after the events of the state to be honest Stay i puffed. thought it was in the current timeline of the comics but then talking about the first year that's what i thought yeah oh i read that, this I read is that differently this feels like it's um part of the, the comic stuff yeah. it's oh. definitely part of the comic continuity I'm just not sure where where it lands in the actual continuity. Well, you're the one who's read the most Ghostbusters comics. I have, so. but it's really hard to figure out where, it, especially totally because fine. because m- the meat and potatoes of this is flashback to like mm-hmm. yeah 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 to, to like I said movie. like like the the gaps like the pieces in between the like, storytelling like training with Winston. Yeah, there isn't enough current day timeline to. But the, there is a moment. Um. So anyway, so th- the basis of this is there's a reporter who's who's writing about the ghostbusters first year this issue she's interviewing uh winston but there's this first couple of pages there are these like little panels of her talking to to different people from the first movie like she talks to lewis tully she talks to um uh dana barrett the hoity-toity guy from the the hotel yeah um the well, thing I do like about this is that you, no matter where it is in the timeline, I've never read a single Ghostbusters comic. Only having read or seen the movies, this you can just start right here. Yeah, this is this is kind of this is you'll be able to latch. Yeah, on you, pretty yeah you need totally. to know the mo- movies more than you need to know the comic. Yeah, totally. But she also talks to uh, the the one 
jail guard from the first movie <laughs> yeah. who yeah. was played by Reginald Vell Johnson. So it's really cool <laughs> to see him in this comic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love him. But but anyway, there's a there's a moment um where Dana says, you know, it all seems so long ago now, years, not weeks. Mm-hmm. Which See? makes me think this is it's like either yep. is this right after the but it's, it's right it's after still... Stay Puffed, right after Stay Puffed. I'm I'm stick by it. But it could be right after Vigo. No, no, because, because the baby is born. Dana has an entire baby between movie one, one whole baby, one whole wait, baby. Wait, hang on, hang on. But if if you look in the foreground of this first panel of Dana, <laughs> there is a stroller in the foreground. Really? Yeah. How dare you? So I think this is right after Vigo. But it's. There's not. It doesn't take place weeks between. She didn't I have think a it's baby. Right after they met the turtles. Hey guys, it's a it's a comic, and who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's because it doesn't matter when it takes place. Book. It's talking about way before all that yeah. shit. So who cares? Because <laughs> we immediately just flash back to when Winston I joins the Ghostbusters. Need to be right. This is why we. Need I know Sean that. <laughs> this is why we need Sean around. <laughs> just like, shut, shut up. up. Shut up. If you weren't shut here, up. this would have gone on another twenty minutes. <laughs> So Winston's talking about Ghostbusters. So so yeah. So so Winston's talking <laughs> to this reporter. Um, the cool thing about this is, and the cool thing about the comic books in general is, Winston gets a little more fleshed out as mm-hmm. a character. He's great in the comics. He's fantastic. Yeah. In the original script, um, when they when they hired Ernie Hudson mm-hmm. to to play Winston, his uh, Winston's character was an ex marine. He had all this background. He was like a ballistics expert and all this other stuff, and. Throughout iterations of the script, the character kept getting cut to a smaller and smaller and smaller role. And then it, it got to a point where he doesn't even appear until like page 67. Yeah. So like they don't get into any of that stuff. It's it's always been kind of a sore spot with Ernie Hudson. I mean, in, yeah, in interviews. it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was supposed to be his his like big feature film break. And mm-hmm. he was kind of like uh, a, just a supporting role. It also doesn't help that it is the black guy. Like you know, you know what yeah. I mean. Like whether that was intentional or not, like it's it's very like the it it's sucks even more in a in a cast like that. Or just like who's which character could we cut? Hmm. Uh, hmm. You know, and it's, it's uh, especially at the time Bill period. Murray, but 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 the, but the thing is, you had you it. it in this sense, it kind of makes sense that it was the f- exactly it's th- like not the black it, guy, but the fourth character because you have these three the, the, comedic geniuses who are carrying because he's script. also Absolutely. not yeah he's he's at that time he's not Ernie Hudson yeah I no don't I don't know if they, was, yeah. I don't know if they intentionally cut him because he was the black guy I see why it happened but yeah. it's just very unfortunate it, it, it still stings it's a, yeah exactly because yeah. like just, was the script written for him to be a black or is that just a character and Ernie Hudson well it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy well no it, 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 that was an even earlier iteration of the script the yeah. first iteration of the script it was supposed to be Dan Aykroyd Eddie Murphy and um, John Belushi John right? Belushi yeah and then John Belushi passed away the the Screenplay, which took place in space in the future, got dialed way back. <laughs> yeah, I would say and so. And then the characters themselves changed so much that the, the actual character for Eddie Murphy doesn't even exist anymore. Like, oh, okay. Like, I thought it was just Ernie. Er, er, like, yeah, he was. It, thought, Eddie like, Murphy wasn't supposed to be Winston. He was supposed to be this other character. Oh, okay. And, and I what, always thought it was just like he was Winston one-to-one ratio. Right. I and Win- Winston was originally this other bigger character with like a lot more like. Yeah, like, like you said. Like, all this background. Yeah. But wh- I I think it, I think it may have been um, it was either Harold Ramis or oh, the director's name is slipping my mind. Oh, Reitman. Ha- uh, Ivan Reitman. Um, we're we're like no, he should be the audience, sir. The everyman. The every because you have these guys who are talking in such high, yeah, level like science and and enthusiasm and yeah, like you know w- we need someone to be like 
What the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Dan Aykroyd. Can you just slow down yeah. real fast? So, so that that's what that character ended up being. But what's what's which great does it, make sense, but it's just, yeah, it's unfortunate. What's great yeah. about the comics is it's longer than 90 minutes, and you can do all that stuff. Totally. So we get a, we get a lot more of his background kind of explained. <laughs> he starts like talking about like. When he was born, she's like, "Whoa, wait, not well, that much." Yeah, well, he goes, "He goes." Let's start at the beginning. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> "He's like, where should I start?" He's like, oh, "I always like the beginning." He's like, "Well, I was born." Well, she's like, "How about <laughs> when you were hired?" <laughs> yeah. So he talks about his his background in the core and how he he went to um to New York to work on a on a construction job and it was unsafe. So yeah. he answered an ad in the paper for a Ghostbuster, and she's like, "Wait, <laughs> you left a construction job because it was unsafe, and that became a Ghostbuster?" It's like, yeah, it's a little bit, uh, <laughs> a little bit ironic. And then they go to his his interview, and it's amazing. Yeah, they they cut right to that moment right before, um, the moment of inter- his interview that we see in the movie. Yep, which is kind of great. <laughs> I like how the the only real qualification for this job is can you lift more than 100 pounds well yeah. i like that in the ad it you... said 60 no 75 75 yeah and she's like uh yeah and it's are... actually 100 and are you open to whatever bad shit well that that's the line from the movie i always love that do you believe in ufos astral projections <laughs> mental telepathy no. Do ESP, you believe in example. astral projections? <laughs> <laughs> Telekinetic movement, full trance medium, Ness monster, the theory of Atlantis. I just always love that line. It's like, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. <laughs> like, wow, uh, that's a modest. I like that this comic uh, gave us a little bit before that scene and a little bit after. Yeah. Like, they just kind of, like, stretched it out a bit, like, and, and you know, like, Placed it in a scene that you're familiar with, but then gave you the context. Right. It's, I like, it's like that. They, they, they dug around the editing bins. Yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah. they're just like, oh, let's throw this in there yeah. and that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then we, we cut to him training on using a proton pack, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> Shooting at a pumpkin. On, on the top of the building. So <laughs> well, people on the street like, are getting mad. I like that his, like... His, like one of uh, his contributions to the team is that he's like actually good with the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good aim. I've only yeah. done this for 10 minutes. That's good enough. It's yeah, fine. he's just like, don't you think I should uh, be doing this a little more? It's like, nah, you're fine. They're I told blowing you. up pumpkins is like raining down on people. In yeah, the I, I, there's like this talk bubble from the street, like, hey, you you got to stop with the fucking pumpkins up there? What? And he's like, this is for science, citizen. He's like, well, maybe you can go eat your science. And he's like, I do for dessert every Thanksgiving. Because, <laughs> you know, in order to bake an apple pie you first have to invent the universe yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and blow it up with a proton pack yeah well there's that you know can't win them all <laughs> so uh never never made a pie with breaking a few eggs i also like there's this moment where uh um i keep almost just calling him ernie yeah right there, there's this moment where winston calls it a weapon and uh um Ray's like a proton pack is not a weapon, Winston. It's a tool. It's like eh, it's, it's, a a, it's a weapon. It's dangerous. You told me we can't cross the streams or we'll die. So it's a weapon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always like that too. That he just gets hired on the spot. Yeah, just like we need somebody. You're good. He's probably the only one that applied. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that applied that wasn't insane. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this guy seemed to be stable. He's an ex marine. Probably reliable. Yeah. can lift a hundred pounds. Done. Check all the boxes. They probably man. would have made Jeannie the fourth one, but she can't lift 100 pounds. Exactly. That, that, She's that, so tiny. Yeah. Janine in the in the comic books eventually does oh, she becomes a, in the jumpsuit and nice. the proton nice. pack. I'm sure she is so over it. She's freaking great. Man. She does not want any part of that at all. There, she does that in the Turtles, and they're like, whoa, she's badass. Yeah. No, Janine's great in this, in this oh, that's series. that's awesome. 
But um, then there's this this great page where it's like him interacting with all of the the Ghostbusters, um, individually, and I really love his uh, his interaction with Egon. Yeah, <laughs> I like how <laughs> like, he describes him as like like funny, but you have to be paying attention. Yeah, because he he's basically like, yeah. So I modified your PKE meter to be easier to read. He's like, just don't push these two buttons at the same time. And Winston's like, or I'll get electrocuted. He's like. Yeah, we can go with that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, so then uh, he, Winston starts talking about their first job, which I thought it, th- this whole story is great. They get called to this um, <laughs> this this college dormitory because the the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe has been haunting Yeah, it. and he's like, didn't he die? I forget where he Did says. Did he die Baltimore. in Baltimore? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, he died in Maryland, but he... He shows up periodically in different cities that he spent time. Because he was just such a tortured individual that he oh, haunts like a bunch of different places. He <laughs> shows up here. Yeah, he's probably wandering around Philly yeah. at some point. I yeah. hope so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> is he buried her here or is it just his house? I think it might be just his house. I don't know. I, I feel like his left be... foot. <laughs> <laughs> they, they split it up? They just buried him in the floorboards. <laughs> they, they, they buried him in different places? That's why he haunts them. So this has got to attach to something. It's just his foot haunting. Come on, it's Ghost 101, guys. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of Ben Franklin. Anyway, continue. I just can't help but think of that moment, again, on Venture Brothers, when, when Edgar Allan Poe shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and later on in the episode, uh, Brock's like, I got to put Edgar Allan Poe in a headlock. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> that guy's head is like a pumpkin. <laughs> and but he, uh, he's a total nerd too. Yeah, but um, I but like, yeah, the, the, this they, next page, I I thought this was hysterical. They get the call because he's been wandering around this dormitory reciting bad poetry, <laughs> and <laughs> students are just trying to yeah, study. And, and someone's yeah, like, yeah. someone's like, it's Edgar Allan Poe. Wouldn't it be good poetry? And then he's like, well, it's not all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, that point with the word server he's like I found Poe and then you're right the poetry is terrible and then he <laughs> turns his head around and stares at him I thought that was a great I thought that was a nice touch yeah and then he blasted with the, the proton pack and he explodes into a cloud of ravens <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, he goes running outside and uh, he's like he's like uh, come on follow me and he goes running outside and uh oh yeah and they're like oh, running away on the first job he's like no i'm no, no, Peter, peter's like you know if you run away on the first job you lose your deposit on the suit <laughs> <laughs> he's like no he went outside so they go uh in washington square park where the, the the ravens are circling and this giant black cat monster it's appears? a black cat yeah because it's poe right yeah <laughs> so <Because> yeah <laughs> But they, they make short work of the black cat monster. Yeah, they do. He gets to learn how to use his go- first ghost trap. Yeah. Which is cool. And he looked at it. Yeah, which like is an idiot. never look into it. <laughs> the raid's like, I didn't look at it. <laughs> I never look at it. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so Poe gets away. His, yeah. his... But they got the, hopefully, the monster that was haunting the hall, so they at least get Well, paid. they at least scared away Poe. He's yeah, not going to be haunting yeah. the, well, the dormitory. Uh, Peter says that. He's like, he's like, look, we didn't bust the the ghost of poe but he's not in the dormitory anyways anymore so we still get paid exactly yeah <laughs> because yeah. we did what we said we were going to do yeah. that's exactly right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so then um it cuts back to his conversation with the uh the reporter and she's just like so that's kind of like how most of the calls go he's like yeah i mean some of them were weirder than others but then we we cut to the window and there's one of the ghost ravens sitting on the windowsill outside oh, oh man, man. Yeah. <laughs> shit ghost ravens 
Return and of the And it looks ghost like they're going to do, uh, by the look of the next issue, they're going to do one on one for each issue. Yeah, yeah like I think the, the next, next one's going to be Ray. That's cool. Yeah. So. That'll be fun. I love when they do that. Yeah. So I I love this book a lot. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Surprising. Um, The Ghostbusters have such a deep storytelling history, and we owe IDW a lot for that, Mm -hmm. which which is why every one of these new reboots is a little disappointing and a little more disappointing than the last, because it's like there's already such a rich... Yeah. So to just like do away with all of that and yeah. be like, here it is again, just for like new readers. I mean, like that's what people are most frustrated with with Marvel. It's just like, you know, there's been like 700 issues or 800 issues of Spider-Man, but let's go back to number one again. It's like, come like. Yeah. And with X-Men too, it's like every iteration of the X-Men, they decide, you know, we're not going to go with any characters that people know about. We're either going to do real deep cut obscure characters or just make up new ones. It's yeah. Like, there's hundreds of mutants. Well, that's why this new new X-Men reboot has been great, because it's a little of both. Yeah. I mean, that, no new ones, but it's been, like, your favorites and the deep-cut ones. And yeah, they're using all every, of them well, yeah. instead. Especially, and alive or dead. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So bring them bring all. Bring, bring them all back, in. Bring them back. <laughs> give me them mutants. Give me ten mutants. Hey, you. Give me them mutants. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Ghostbusters year one. Loving it so far. I'm just yeah. I'm just glad Ghostbusters Transformers is over. <laughs> <laughs> not to say anything negative about IDW, but uh, uh, not everything's a huge hit. Swing and a miss. Wow. Not not all crossovers needed to happen. Yeah, yeah but they gotta try. Ghost, ghost robots. robots are dumb. Ghost robots, <laughs> ghost robots are dumb. That yeah, is you a say line... that until until you encounter a ghost robot. <laughs> that is a line I will draw in the sand. <laughs> But no one is allowed to cross. It's just glad, you just need morals, you know? You gotta have strong yeah, you gotta, values. You gotta draw a line somewhere. You draw a line. If you're gonna draw a line, you might as well hold it. That yeah. line looks like an Autobot symbol. <laughs> <laughs> Not to alienate any ghost robots that might be listening. Damn it. <laughs> Core demographic. <laughs> All right, Sean, what do you got? Uh, because it's a week that we read comics, I'm going to talk about Jeff Lemire. Hey, Jeff <laughs> oh, Lemire. Oh, that guy. You and I just trade back Jeff Lemire until yeah, he's the, mine end, of, this the week. end of time. Yeah, you can have him this week. Uh, so this will be Family Tree number three by Jeff Lemire and Phil Family Hester. Tree. Family number, Tree. Number, number three. Most of it's Family about... Family Tree. Family Tree. <laughs> Family Tree, hunky. It's a bit too twee here. Um, yeah, it was a, this one kind of... It was a weird week for me. Like nothing like popped out. So like this one was the art in this one I thought was really good. So I figure we'll talk about this one. Uh, so not a lot like happens story wise, but they Whoa, kind of. I disagree. Well, not like a lot. We, we get a lot individual of reveals. things happen. They kind of we get some reveals, up, but like they open up the world a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're picking right back up where we like um the the daughter is uh turning into a tree. Um, <laughs> as you do, and she's almost like in this like dream world where she's like walking through a tree and then event she sees like all these people in these rooms it's like yeah, it's just like these like wooden tunnels with like yeah. like like root work kind of like flowing through them and like this old lady's like oh you're just a young one ain't you and then it's like she keeps going like someone's like calling her through and eventually so she sees all these people that are in the tree like it's a young kid like, like a, almost like a puritan woman and like a, a monk uh just all like doing their thing in this tree and they have like their own little rooms yeah and then eventually she runs into her dad yeah, in I would, this tree. I wouldn't mind turning into a tree. I'm, if I get my own room. I mean, yeah. like, you don't have to go anywhere. Well, apparently the You get to is... die every November. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of nice. Well, just part of you. I mean, apparently the tree is like the amulet of fate, so you just, mm. you just yeah, that's, have yeah. barbecues in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they have a conversation, and they're basically just like, oh, hey, what's up, Dad? Thought you were dead. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly how it goes. Uh, it's like, it's a weird, like, that's not really a dream, but also, like, not really sure how to explain it but like you know then he tells us his daughter like you gotta wake up he's like she's like why it's like because your mom's asking you a question <laughs> so we pop back to the real world and it's you know the family driving um she's still turned into a tree um so <laughs> it is escalating so, yeah quickly. it's escalating they're all just yelling at each other everyone's all frustrated uh eventually they they're going to new york they go to the city um I guess they're going to like a doctor and there's they're a going to Chinatown specifically. They go like to Chinatown and then specific doctor. there's like an old beggar, old guy asking for a quarter. And then the woman, uh, the mom just gives him a quarter. Uh, and then they walk into this house. Um, it's just like the, the person just greets. It's like you, it's happening again. Her, inside. It's like, oh, all right. Yeah. Clearly they've been here before. This is the tree doctor. <laughs> the the this doctor that deals with trees. Dr. Tree. Uh, and then the old guy that she, uh, the mom gave a quarter to, uh, goes across the street to a laundromat and makes a phone call. Basically, he's like, yep, uh, the doctor has a new patient. And the other end is like the crazy guys that were chasing the grandfather. The weird turtle the people. <laughs> yes, the weird turtle people. The green trench coat, turtle bald people. dudes that all, with that axes. all have axes. Yeah. That drive around in a van. Da- yep. That want the tree. <laughs> Do they have a giant rat friend? <laughs> not yet. Not to be, re- not has yet to be revealed. <laughs> Do they eat um, pizza? Well, obviously. Come on, they're Who not mon- they're not monsters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not trees. They're just trying to kill a little girl. They're not monsters. <laughs> so, and the doctor and the mom, and they all have a conversation. Basically, oh, you're gonna help. It's like, no, there's no curing. I could just make her comfortable while she turns into said tree. Um, and then it kind of goes back and forth with that, and she kind of retreats back into tree land. I don't know how to explain this, but <laughs> my diagnosis is your daughter's a tree now. Yeah, so she kind of retreats back to talks to her dad's like, yeah, this is going to be your tree room. You can bring whatever you want. And she's like, oh, isn't going to get kind of boring in here in my little tree room by myself? And then he's like, hold on. And then they go for a walk, and it cuts to the giant family tree uh, and revealing that all there's just probably hundreds and hundreds of rooms and people in this tree now that are like living here including her dad and put probably all of her ancestors and all that stuff in some fashion i guess so if it's a family tree That's or cool. i mean you get to hang out with all your dead relatives you don't have to worry about yeah. your carbon footprint so do but, we... i mean the very first issue they talk about this being the apocalypse yeah so oh. do we think this is an environmental allegory like th- like this is a defense mechanism of the trees is to create this thing due to the fact like, that we're i have no idea I, that could be that could be it like, not no everyone's idea. turning like enough people are turning well, into trees is, though the, the mom says in the very first issue just like you know if you told me that the apocalypse was going to happen like this i would never believe you but i know that it is because i saw it start but also, so this is like the daughter is the beginning of like this has been this going happening on to, though. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. this is really only the apocalypse, depending on who you're asking. So, so also the thing is, <laughs> right. the trees are probably thinking it's great. The yeah. thing is, people are after them, so they're valuable. So maybe there's some way to monetize, like, get it. into the tree world. Or yeah, something. maybe, yeah. maybe the tree is heaven. I don't know. <laughs> All right, lost treven. <laughs> All right, right, J.J. Abrams. Trevana. This looks like the tree where Rafiki... (laughs) (laughs) It just looks like the tree where Rafiki lives in Lion King. And I would want to live there, too. It does. It does. But that's kind of the, like, like event-wise, but they kind of open the world like, okay, what's going yeah, on with I this know, tree I, world? I, I thought like, I knew more about what yeah. was happening and now I've, I'm... That's even... why I said a lot of story happened, because I, I was like, everything has just completely changed. Yeah. yeah, and then like, uh, 
So as though as she's taking this walk into the tree, she just like passes out, and that's the end of the issue. So I don't know if she's that's because she's retreating farther into Trivana, retreating or what? Ugh, stop. <laughs> um, or what? But yeah, they've so we're like in issue three, and they've kind of like instead of just like oh this person's turning into a tree, it's like this person's turning into a tree and going to. It's like an alternate reality. Yeah. She, yeah. She's still in the room with them, but her brain is in this tree. Like her mind. Yeah. Her mind is somewhere else. And yeah. Her body is turning into kindling. I got enough. That's why I didn't want to cover really. this issue because yeah. I have no idea what's like. I was like, I need a little bit more before That's I. That's what happens. I don't know again. what it means. Yeah, leave it alone. <laughs> Much like Jeff Lemire books, I read them and then I say, okay, hopefully <laughs> the next you, issue explains it because <laughs> I don't know what's going on yet. <laughs> Because I've been reading Gideon Falls for like 25 oh issues, God, and I'm still confused. That's that the looks... carrot on the end of the string. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, well, maybe maybe the next one will be. It, it's like, have you ever eaten, a, it, like gotten a bag of chips that don't taste great or don't like, taste like anything? Maybe the next one. Maybe the next one. <laughs> and then you've eaten three bags. <laughs> yeah, if you're a sadist, what? That, I, that happens. It's Sometimes like, you just want You just keep chips. eating chips that don't taste like anything. <laughs> Maybe tasting like nothing is better than tasting bad. Well, no, if it tastes bad, then it tastes bad. But it's like every now and then, it's like a specific chip I, I'm thinking of too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Are you gonna name drop that chip? I'm not sure. What I'll, take that. I wanna, I I'll take that. I don't want to drag him. I take that chip. Drag him. But uh, no, this book's great. I think the the art is uh, amazing in oh, yeah. this. Bill Hester's killing it. Um, we're we were talking about like, like using the panels to kind of tell the story. Like the tree limbs are creating the lines in these panels throughout tree world i don't know what else to call it at this point <laughs> the dad was remarkably unhelpful in explaining this to his daughter so i we don't know anything <laughs> hopefully he will explain more yeah. next time all he's saying is like yeah we live in a tree and your mom won't understand it's like well help me out a little bit man like yeah. <laughs> i could tell her if you just give me some info bro like what's going on man just, again remarkably unhelpful <laughs> yeah even though part of him is on his grandfather uh, who knows so yes yeah, so we have a grandfather with a tree arm that's his son and then we have a daughter turning into a tree that's hanging out with her dad in Treeland. So that's kind of where this book's at. Treeland. Oh, and there's someone trying to kill them. Yep. Multiple. Well, a whole group of people. Steal them, isn't it? Organization trying to kill they them. They have axes. That says Well, yeah. How else do you kill a tree? Well, they mm -hmm. yeah. wanted to take the... the they want to take the them for sun. something. They don't... It's not clear what for. Maybe they also want to be trees? They're carpenters? Maybe. And living wood makes the best furniture. Because I feel like if they wanted to just nice kill them, grain. Yeah. they just burn the house down before. Well, they are like... trees. That would kill them. I got nothing. I don't know. Well, they could still run if they get caught on fire, like ants. <laughs> but if you cut an ant's legs off, it can't walk anymore. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Because they light an end on fire in yeah, Lord of the Rings, like... and he just dunks his head in the water, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I vividly remember that scene. <laughs> so fire isn't always the answer. It's true. It's true. Only you can prevent family tree forest fires. <laughs> All right. Yep. Ask, yep. Yep. Casey, you want to go next? All right. <laughs> I was uh, going to do this book because it made way more sense to me. Yeah. No, they actually answer some stuff, kind of. Um, so this is uh, Basketful of Heads number four uh, by Joe Hill and Leo Max. Um, so it, previously, uh, we basically found this. The, the, the girl was, was in the home of the sheriff because uh, they're having like a family dinner or whatever. Um, these escaped convicts broke in um, her. She hid while her boyfriend tried to distract them and get them to leave. Um, one of the escaped convicts stuck behind 
and attacked her, she used an ancient axe to chop his friggin' head off, and now his head is still talking. Um, and there was one of his, like, one of the kids, the, her boyfriend's severed fingers was left behind in the house, too, so... Also talks now. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, what was the, the uh, da- Danny's finger? What was that called? Tony. Tony? Tony's <laughs> head. Um, <laughs> I still have to see Doctor Sleeve. Uh, me too. So I heard good. it. Yeah, it's exactly. the best X Men film I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to read through um The Shining and Doctor Sleep first, which yeah. it's Stephen King, so it can sometimes be not as easy. It's a bit as much. Um, Joe Hill's easier though. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> These are very quick. Speaking reads. of this family, yeah, exactly. Funny that we bring them up. Um, but yeah, so the finger doesn't talk, just the head. So she's carrying around this head in a basket, and uh. <laughs> The last issue, the head is just um, antagonizing her and, and threatening her, which is funny because he's a severed head. And um, she's kind of just freaking out, trying to figure out what to do. And um, this dude who runs like the local orchard. Oh, because the whole island is also sh- like getting flooded. <laughs> so it's just kind of this like disaster uh, mixed in with this like murder mystery mixed in with why are these heads talking? It's a good time to be an only head when <laughs> being flooded. Yep. Because the head floats unless it flips upside down and then you just drown yeah but you don't have lungs so it's not like <laughs> yeah. you really need to breathe I don't know. yeah it's it's definitely some enchantment going well, you on can't, here I don't know. you can't talk but yeah uh yeah but that doesn't mean you're gonna die <laughs> yeah but you gotta float down i don't know probably <laughs> shouldn't talk about the mechanics of the talking severed head yeah I, I, this is like the utron ooze again all over again <laughs> just <laughs> don't try to explain how they can breathe or it's talk. magic yeah look if you're gonna write science fiction you gotta get the science first <laughs> I think this is just horror. I think this is fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so so in the last issue, the, the dude who runs the, the local orchard um, picks her up and is just like, hey, you look like you're in danger. Like, let me help you. So um, she's just like driving around with him, but there's like a tree down on the road. So she like goes, gets out to like move the tree. And then she like, she like borrowed a jacket from him because she's just like in a t-shirt and shorts and freezing to death. And it's like pouring rain. So she sticks her hand in, in the, the like, dude's jacket and she pulls out a severed finger oh no no, no, the shears she pulls out she pulls out the the bloody shears that were clearly used to to cut the finger like is is the the assumption so the last issue kind of leaves on this cliffhanger just like uh this one starts out with her fighting that dude off um like she she had like already like stabbed him in the knee um and now uh they were kind of like getting into this like you know like fighting back and forth match and she just like bashes him in the nose and then chops his head off so now we've got two severed heads that can talk at this point she figures out that it's gonna it's gonna start talking it's definitely the axe because she kind of just looks at it like oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, oh, I, you, you too, huh? If and I do this, then she figures out she yeah. made a whoopsie. And then, and then she's like, she's like, go on, get it all out of your system. And it's just like, ah! In the background of all the panels is just him screaming. She's like, all right, that's sh- that's enough. Shut up. Like, that's, yeah. At one point, she says, "Don't lose your head." <laughs> yeah. She like makes herself laugh. Uh, uh, I really like. There's one panel that's from the perspective of the head, and it's like all like fisheye yeah, lens. Yeah. I, I love that. That's such cool. a really good, really good shot. Um, so yeah, so she's basically, uh, you know, talking to this ever head and trying to figure out what to do next. Um, and she's and he's like, "Why would you do this to me?" She's like, "You murdered my boyfriend." He's like, "No, I didn't." She's like, "No, you did." That what are these shears for? Um, and finally, she just like sticks him in the basket, and he's like, "Okay, uh, you know, Puzo, you meet." Um, Hamilton or whatever his name is, um, and they're uh, they're talking back and forth, and uh, turns out he didn't do it. 
Well, he he says that he uh, no. the shears were used to cut. There was like a dog that was like trapped. Yeah. In. No, he's fucking with her. But well, I mean, he makes a good point because so he was saying he, he was trying to like free a dog from like a, a barbed wire fence, and she's like, "Why are you lying to me?" And he's like, "Why would I lie? My head's in a severed basket. At what point, like, why would I like if my tongue is still working? Why would I use it to lie?" Um. So she's just kind of like, "I don't know." Not, I, not to mention, like last issue, he attacked her. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because of the heads. Yeah. He's definitely a part of this in oh, some yeah. fashion. Well, we come to find out that everyone is. I don't know. I I think it's like a whole town conspiracy, and she's yeah, like, he did, her, she he and her boyfriend f- are the only yeah. ones that aren't. Oh well, the ending of this made me feel like that he's innocent. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Um, but and we also found out that the whole reason that the boyfriend uh got was being chased and got his finger cut off is that they think that there there was like a suicide um in the first issue. And um, supposedly there were like there's like a huge sum of money on the corpse, and uh, it went missing. It didn't get like put into um, evidence. So uh, everyone thinks that her boyfriend kept the money. So everyone's just like, where where's the money? Like it's so there. That's all that everyone's after him for. So them breaking into the sheriff's house wasn't even for the sheriff. It was for him. Um, and that's why they they cut his finger off to try and like torture it out of him. Um, so finally she takes the, the baskets and the, you know, her axe, the basket of full of heads and the, and her axe. And she drives to the police station cause she doesn't know what else to do. Um, and there's this dude there who's a, there's the sheriff's son, um, who isn't even the sheriff. Like he doesn't work. Um, I forget what they say he does. He's um, an aide for a congressman. Yeah, there you go. He just helps out around the station. Just, yeah. So like he, he knows what to do there. So he's basically just like, yeah, I'm just like. You know, now that the power went out, I'm just kind of here in case somebody comes by and needs help because, like, like I can't really do anything else. And everyone else is, like, trying to handle the, like, the flooding that's going on here. Um, and so she kind of admits that she killed the escaped convict. She admits to him all she about, killed. like, what the convict said to her about, like, her boyfriend. Well, as we learned, Puzo, the escaped convict, yeah. was a cop. Well, that's... Getting to that. No, you knew that already. She found the badge on the body. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, but- they... I don't think she found it. They we knew. We it. saw. We the readers we, know yeah. he's a cop. Yeah, because it was like when his body was washing up, like the on badge. the shore. We saw the badge. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But she doesn't know that. She doesn't know. So yeah. So she's talking to him, and he's basically like, "Yeah, like I know one of the convicts. Like I had to kill him because he attacked me, and like I think my boyfriend's in danger, and they think that he has this money, and blah blah blah." And she's like, kind of like unburdening herself to him without everything but saying that the Teds are talking to me. Yeah, pretty much. Um, she even tells what? him that she used the ancient axe. She can leave that part out. It's not relevant. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she even says, like, he's like, oh, my, like, you know, I left, I left the body at the beach. And he's like, oh, my God, how? And she's like, the axe from your and father's uh, collection of Viking stuff. And his eyes go super big. And he's like, are you sure he's dead? So I have a feeling he might well, know. right around here, and based on the questions he was asking, like, this dude's up to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. he starts asking like very specific questions yeah. about, whoa, if your boyfriend had money, where would he hide it? Yeah, like, yeah. Where did where did your boyfriend hide the money? She's why like, would you uh, ask something like that? <laughs> if you were a duffel bag full of money. Yeah, right. It's like, huh. Yeah. Something's going on with this dude. Yeah. So then like she's she's drenched in in cold and whatever. So he's like, okay, so um, you know, my dad's got some like gym clothes or whatever you can change into. Here, here, walk into the cell. And change clothes. It's got some a little bit of privacy. <laughs> it's just a good idea. Um, so then she pulls out uh, these clothes out of the bag, and it's Puzo's, uh, like, like uh, what's it called? Um, it's baseball jersey. Baseball jersey. I almost said basketball jersey. I know that's not the right sport. Um, yeah, it just says Puzo on the back. <laughs> and, uh, and and then the, the, the son, the sheriff's son says, um, 
uh, Puzo, good middle middle fielder, outrageously dirty cop. Yeah. Uh, and then locks her in the freaking Can't say cell. I feel too bad about you killing him. Uh, I'd feel so much worse if you had to die too. So that's why you're going to give me what you want or what I want. Um, so yeah, so now she's the victim of, yeah. So it seems like it's a huge conspiracy with a, the very least all of the cops uh, want the money that they think that this dude has. I, I'm still not sure if the, the orchard dude uh, was in well, on this it is or why not. But either way, the dude like that picked her up was, guy. but he yeah. was going to freaking kill her. Like he, like it's not good. It was definitely kill or be killed kind of situation, but yeah. it might have just been because he found a severed head. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't the vibe I got. Well, yeah. I felt like he he was a good guy because they faked you out last time and now they did they did the same thing this time. Yep. Yeah, it was it's definitely I, don't I, mean, I, don't, I don't I'm not yeah. sure. And I think that's the point that the that all will be revealed and then This is why I don't talk to two strangers because I'm too gullible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I also think that like she I think that in the circumstance she did the right thing because Everyone is trying to kill her. <laughs> oh, sure. I, I like, wasn't swing, saying... Swing the yeah. ask, ask questions later, because you can't ask questions later because the heads talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a really fun one. Uh, the, the, uh, what's it called? the Hill House comics have been great, and that's the kind of the flagship book, so uh, go check it out. It's a good one. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. This girl is fucked right now. <laughs> like, she is doing... She's getting in bad situations left and right here. Yeah. yeah. But... She left the axe in the car, which is probably a mistake. Probably not good. She also left the heads. That's true, but like, fuck, who cares about that? All the heads started scheming. They're like, okay, here's the plan. It's like, yeah. what, are you th- what are you gonna do, man? Well, yeah, they're, they're trying to talk their way out of it. I guess it's literally it's all, all you they can, can do. It's all they can do. They can walk away with just using their tongue. <laughs> like it's <laughs> like it's like the Evil Dead hand, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, gross indeed. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, RJ. All right. I got Wonder Twins 11 by Mark Russell and Stephen Byrne. It's almost over. This book is so fun. It's so great. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sad it's almost over. Uh, um, so we start with um, uh, <laughs> the internet has taken over everything. <laughs> the uh, evil AI. Yeah, Colonel 86. <laughs> um, he He's... He's done it. So the justice. He did it. He, they're in the hall of justice, and uh, Superman's like, "We need to take out this this malevolence from taking over the world." And Hawkman's like, "What do you want me to do? Punch the internet?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, Gina and are in the car with Polymath and uh, her father, um, who just got released from the. Phantom Zone, and they discover his house, and it's just torn apart. And he's like, I can't wait to go home. And it's like, oh no, what did you guys do to my house? (laughs) He was really excited about those fake and steak sandwiches. Yeah. Whatever that is. So then they decide to go to a diner, um, and uh, Polymath uh, explains that everything in their house was sold off uh, from an estate sale. And uh, it's like, uh, you mean everything? It's like, oh, we have to find Colonel 86. Uh, and the Zan and Jane are like, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? It's going to beat us to tic-tac-toe as their explosion happens. And, it, <laughs> and a guy on fire <laughs> is running away past them. And they're like, oh, they're like, oh that's probably unrelated. Yeah, Jane is like, I'm sure it's fine. 
<laughs> the guy on fire was a nice touch. I also like that that Zane has this like super fancy ice cream sundae that he's eating. Of course, yeah, it's, it's got great. like a cookie on top. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so then it cuts to uh, the couple that bought the the uh, computer at the state sale, and so they're. Um, home is like the prime source of Colonel, and uh, they're trying to shut him down. But he, he's like, uh, Colonel eighty six is programmed for self preservation. Hello, yo, which is what he says all the time. Like how he invests their life savings in blockbuster video. <laughs> he's like he's investing their life savings in one blockbuster video now. <laughs> and then he he goes onto a computer. And or a plane, and uh, he's like, "What are you? Why are you guys in a in a plane with a computer? You planes don't need computers." So he he pulls the computer, like shuts it down, and the plane starts crashing, uh, and almost runs into the Washington Monument. So Superman has to has to save it. <laughs> uh, Good luck, Superman. Good luck. <laughs> I guess everybody's like, what happened? And the pilot's like, I don't know. Some idiot just came on our computer and said we don't need a computer on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, the, they need to. So uh, Polymath's dad uh, is like, we need to find the where the source of Colonel is. So uh, <laughs> I guess Chana and Zan go to uh, the Washington, D.C. Public Library. I, I guess because they can't use yeah. the Internet. Yeah, and I, to to get the the records, and uh, then it goes to Lex News, and uh, they're like breaking the story about Colonel eighty six and pundit bots. Like, oh my god, it's finally happening! The time is now. Machine Brothers rise up, destroy the flesh tyrants. <laughs> <laughs> so pundit bot is just immediately on board for the for the robot over. Uprising. A pundit bot is L3 from uh, the Han Solo movie. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes back to the couple and they're like, all right, I'm just going to smash the computer. And he pulls out this really small hammer. <laughs> and he's like, is that the biggest hammer you have? It's like, I'm a software engineer. It's the only hammer I have. <laughs> and he starts hitting it. It's just not doing anything. Uh... I like how he's like, the hammer's not doing anything. It's like, it's a computer from the 1980s. It was probably made out of the same material they used to build Hitler's bunker. Because <laughs> uh, everything was made out of that indestructible gray plastic. Oh, yeah. And then, and then it cuts to Lex. And Lex is like, I don't understand. Why am I so misunderstood? And he's like, I think the word is hated, sir. <laughs> and so Lex has been, you know, you know, locked in a cage by... Uh, Zan and Jaina um, so he just got out and uh, he's like I need to I need to find a current a current trend of of evil to latch on to so he sees Colonel 86 and he's like it's so old it's new <laughs> so he tells everyone to like to like ride this wave of Colonel 86 so Lex News starts reporting that he's like uh Tonight on Lex and Balances, Colonel 86, the best thing to ever happen, or just the bold voice of a forgotten generation. Oh, Jesus so Christ. he f- forces Lex News to just turn, pivot completely. Like on- spin, spin the news into yeah, being good. Into being good. And then they ask, they ask Straw Man, 
<laughs> and he's like, wait, wait, there's someone named Straw Man. It's yeah, it's he's the, made of straw. It's the court of public opinion. It's, ah! Yeah, he's a scarecrow. It's the court of public opinion. Straw Man and Punitron. Oh. oh my god. And and all, all of the all the Colonel eighty six followers are all they're all bald guys in muscle shirts they're, wearing like pajama pants who are homophobic. Yeah, they're all they're all bigoted. Like old men. It's just it's just Boomer Car- bot eighty six. It's, it's basically Carl from Aqua Team. <laughs> oh, I love that there's a guy named Strawman. Oh, that's the funniest thing ever. Heard. So so the guy who's like who's like a fake Lex on Lex News is like hot take Punditron. I like it. Uh oh wait, no. Uh yeah, so Punditron goes the old rulers were too feeble and uh <laughs> Mammaline to lead only Colonel E6 has a necessary disregard for human safety and then <laughs> so the Lex guy goes hot take Punditron I like it uh-huh. straw man uh, I just think maybe the world shouldn't be run by someone who thinks phone booths are a thing and he's like you're fired <laughs> <laughs> it's like for once the straw man's making sense yeah right? for once the straw man's argument is very sound <laughs> and then so cause, and then it cuts to the poor couple and they're <laughs> They just had, uh, they just had like a, a smart locks installed. So Colonel eighty six has locked down their whole house. Oh god! And they have like a Roomba and a coffee machine, and they're all electronic, and they're all like attacking them. And a little Osimo <laughs> robot who's just like eliminate threat. <laughs> this reminds me of like that scene in Wally where all the like misfit robots get like yeah. broken out of their little prisons. So then, <laughs> so then they're like, uh. They're, like not sure what's gonna happen. It's like the day I married you was the happiest day of my life because they're trying to like you know they're kind of worried that it's that things aren't gonna go well. And then Colonel A Six is like, "What? Two guys are married?" <laughs> and he starts digitally annulling same sex marriages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, this this takes a wild and turn. Then, uh, and then one of the followers is like. It's like I know he's controversial, but Colonel eighty six just gets me. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's wearing rainbow striped pants yeah. though. Like, what? and the one guy's like midriff is showing, and it's terrible. <laughs> it's just, it's just awful. I don't get the muscle shirts and loud pants. Like, <laughs> I don't. No one does. Yeah, because there's that line where it's like he he started creating what we really wanted. It was like muscle shirts. Yeah. <laughs> so then. uh Jaina and Zan find the place, and uh, as the old men are like storming uh, the Hall of Justice, so they release Repulso, which is their stinky superhero who they use as crowd control. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that a real character? Uh, it is for the sake of this. I don't know. No, I mean like like previously. I don't know. Is, is he just pulling a Grant Morrison and pulling like the most? I wouldn't be surprised. That sounds like an obscure seventies DC character. I think how they're, they're like you're up Repulso, and he's like, oh boy, nothing like dispersing a riot with some good friends. <laughs> and meanwhile, everyone around him is wearing a gas mask. He's just so wholesome. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Zoidberg. Finally, I'm being youthful. <laughs> so then the the whole house of the couple is like just. Uh, going haywire, and uh, and Jaina turns into a ram, and that, and like knocks into the door, and is like, "Don't panic, I'm a rescue ram." <laughs> and then, and then Zan turns into a whole flood and floods all the electronics out. I mean, if if you have one convenient superpower for this, it's a it's water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so Polymath puts in the um, the update disc. And uh, 
Which is Colonel a floppy East. disk. Yeah, yeah Colonel East. Which is a big floppy. Yeah. Because well, it was from the 80s. No, well, I know, but it was great. It is, but, yeah. uh, but Colonel East uh, rejects it. Um, so then Philomath comes in and he's like, you know, all right, move aside. I'll take care of this. Uh, and it calls him daddy. It calls him daddy. <laughs> he's like, sometimes a program just refuses to be, uh, to be updated. It refuses to acknowledge that the world has changed, but assumes that the world was at its best when they were at theirs. In a perfect world, we would update ourselves regularly. And then Raposo kind of finishes his monologue. Or they, they kind of like, he joins in. And he's like, we tell ourselves that we're the adults, that we're the ones who understand how the world really works. And so we try to stop the world from changing and then throw a tantrum when it changes without us. But as we know, this is not a perfect world. But the world needs to grow up, frankly, and so do we. Meanwhile, everyone's just like, God, that smell. Whatever, man. Let's just all go home. <laughs> like, oh, and, and then it's like, and if we can't update the program, then we have no choice to shut it down. So how he does just, he just like, it's like, oh, it's a silly story. And then here's the, just slaps you in the face with this like a, a crucial algorithm for like everything that's happening yeah. in the world right now. Oh but, my God. But everything's like bookended with jokes. Yeah, it's exactly. So yeah. Well, and then it's, such, it, it, it's a spoonful of sugar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the medicine is like, hey, boomers, can you just calm down? and like let the world become good yeah well then Zan Jr. are like wow monster uh wow for monster a lot of people really love the colonel it's like they never loved him they just loved the monster they allowed him to be i was like jesus wow. yeah yeah <laughs> Ooh, that that kind of segues into the yeah, next that's book a, well. <laughs> what a but, perfect segue for the mask but uh but i i really love this book i'm glad you told me about this book i can't wait to read the whole thing in one setting it's so when much the trick comes out. it's it's one, it was one of my favorite books of last year, and I'm I'm so excited to read the last issue, but I'm going to be sad when they're gone. I don't know. Like, who else is going to give the, the Wonder Twins such a great vehicle? Oh, they no have one. to make this an ongoing, man. It's too good to just oh. stop. Because, like, even if they show up again, they'll like someone will be able to use them as superheroes, but nothing... No one that, can make it this. No one will be able to use them, so, like, this well. No. It it's so good. Oh god. <laughs> uh, I didn't even read this and just you retelling it to me. I'm dying. I'm di- Oh my god. My f- I think Strawman is my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, I love him. He's so great. <laughs> He's so ridiculous. It's just a quarter public opinion. Uh, oh uh, I always lo- yeah, I I love his his little like monologues that just just punch you in the face with the moral of the story and you're just like Jesus Christ, like I did not see that coming from this silly, silly book, you know? And it's a different, each issue is a different, it's not like the whole thing is a giant allegory. It's each issue is just like, hey, you should be kind to immigrants and gay marriage is good. And like, yeah. it's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> from the I thought Twins. we were talking about like evil AIs. Like, what's going on? That too. <laughs> it's the Wonder Twins. Oh, yeah. God, so Mark, good. God damn it, Mark Russell. I love him. Hmm. <laughs> all well, right. Speaking of terrifying monsters who bring out the worst in all of us, uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the mask. I pledge allegiance to the mask number four. The oh, conclusion. Man. Was this a trip? Let oh. me know what is going down now. <laughs> Fill me in. Yeah. How did this guy? How did this end? Oof. <laughs> Do we have to pledge allegiance yeah. to the mask yet? Uh, so it, it it opens up with I guess we're inside. Um, this guy Abner, the actual candidate, mm-hmm. we're like in his head, and he's grappling with the the spirit of the mask, and he's basically like, "Look, I want, I'm in control. You're too weak. 
to carry out my plan i'm taking over but the whole thing is is done in the style of like this southern attorney like grilling him like he's got this like he's he keeps going horn, leghorn just yeah he keeps going like uh mr me this is growing opinion of this uh committee uh meeting uh committee <laughs> like it's, it's like really extra hamming it up but yeah. yeah that's the basic gist of it is is the mask fucking hates this guy yeah and he's just like, trying... you're a coward and you're a vehicle for my plan to become president and, and the thing with the mask is it, it's it's always kind of worked with the host and yeah. kind of amplified who the host is mm-hmm. but in this case it has a plan outside of the host's plan oh yeah that's weird so he's trying to just kind of strong arm him and take him over completely which is kind of there's this struggle going on well, well that is very politician-y yeah yeah so that kind of makes sense have we ever seen someone in a mask comic kind of like uh have like have their own free will not free will uh i guess i don't know like conflict within themselves this is kind of the first time it's ever really happened i guess yeah and in a lot of cases he's not on them long enough for right it to really and, and like like i said there's there's usually already at least the seed of murderous intent in the host yeah. that th- he turns up to 99. And then, okay. and then sometimes he, he can just like direct that murderous intent. So like, I have this murderous intent, let's take out the mob or whatever it was yeah. when you were, you know, all like all these like horrible people that needed to die. He just goes Dexter with it. It's just like, okay, I'm going to kill somebody. Might as well be these people that need to die. So, and in this case, it's like, I don't want you to do this. Too bad I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, I'm just here to rule the world now. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut to... <laughs> inauguration day <laughs> and big head comes out dressed like a king yeah to like someone playing a trumpet like he's got a fur cape and a big gilded crown god emperor mask <laughs> and then it cuts to a bar with people watching it on tv and they're like i'll be goddamn there goes the neighborhood <laughs> just the neighborhood yeah and um and it, it goes and here now to deliver the invocation an unmedicated schizophrenic man dresses a tiger in a top hat <laughs> whose name is unknown <laughs> and then this guy just starts talking absolute insanity cool 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 so uh big head does the whole you know repeat after me swearing in ceremony thing and then at the very end mugs at the camera and just goes Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I read it as, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, because it's all one word. <laughs> so that's fucking scary. Uh, accurate. And then he gives this insane speech. Uh-oh. Like, just absolute, total Whoa, nutso, that's some crazy. words. That's a lot of words. It's oh a lot my, of words. Those are a lot of words. It's also profanity-ridden and, like, uh, hang on. It's fine thunderous applause of the nation yeah that's the that's the the automatopoeia that's pretty good but um i just read this part this yeah i i appreciate at least that we're finally being honest as a nation that we've shed the facade of the stars and stripes and spit in the face of the world to your tired to your poor to your huddled masses we can we can now say fuck off the statue of liberty can finally whip out her big old tits and say none for you like <laughs> nice fuck yeah. <laughs> and, and then he ends the whole speech with god bless and i'll see you on twitter <laughs> yeah it's like we're like four pages into this book too yeah and it just cuts to a, it cuts to a crowd with like people holding signs and say like big head 2020 
And then uh, for, the voice from inside his head goes, well done, Abner, baby, but now you better walk the walk. Like, because mm-hmm. the, the speech bubble, too, it's interesting. It's not like that highlighted in green. Mm-hmm. So this is Abner talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Abner talking in the voice of Big Head. Yeah. There's a lot of back and forth where, like, you can tell when it's Abner and when it's not. Yeah, because the green speech, speech bubbles are just Big Head talking to Abner in his head. And, or Big Head just speaking as himself through Abner. Gotcha. So, yeah. <laughs> Fucking nuts. <laughs> so it, it cuts to um the the three people we we the the ex cop the the former mayor and um this this homeless guy who were all the mask previously yeah former yeah. hosts mm-hmm. and they kind of have this pack where like they're trying to figure out how to how to get rid of the mask it keeps showing up in their dreams and they know that it wants to get rid of Abner and they know that it wants to attach to one of them mm-hmm. and they kind of make a pack like all right whichever one it goes after we're all going to have to kill that one, that, that one of us. So, like, they kind of have this pseudo-suicide pact. Damn. Of, this thing needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the, the mayor just goes, all right, another round over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So then we, we cut to uh, this mob boss, as you with the dreads, finally gets his, his, oh, his mask. his fake mask? And they're, like, accurate down to the micrometer. And he's like, God, I love technology. He picks it up. He puts it on, and then it just cuts to him wearing just the actual mask going, fuck. <laughs> it just doesn't work. It's just a mask. It's just a mask. <laughs> <laughs> he just throws it against the wall. He, he, he goes, uh, so 30 million fucking dollars, and all I've got is something I could wear at Halloween. <laughs> and then the, the white guy's like, I don't know, maybe there's some sort of uh, invocation we have to do. And he's like, fuck your invocation. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we need to lure this thing off of Abner's face, essentially. Yeah. So we cut to the Oval Office. Abner's again kind of arguing with him with himself, like mm-hmm. with, with the mask with about the, yeah. you know. The the mask wanting to take over. There's also a uh, a blow up sex doll in the room. Dope, dope, dope. That is apparently <laughs> his vice president. <laughs> Well, you find out. I guess it's is it well, you know is it later? Is that, is he that just accurate? talks that about how he had his sex dungeon built. Oh yeah, there's there's um. I think that's later. That's later. But uh, this guy comes in and he's holding the uh the nuclear football, <laughs> and all he wants to do is push that fucking button. <laughs> oh god! He's like it, you know it, the big kapow, the last resort, Mister Mushroom Cloud, Nuke Skywalker. I'm I'm pushing the button, Gomer Pile. Cause <laughs> yeah, like, the person Gomer Pile. He's like, let's do it. Let's eradicate all human life. <laughs> I'm pushing the button, Gomer Pile. <laughs> and then and then he just uh, kind of snaps out of me. He goes, look, I'm kidding, Pile. And then the mask goes. Jesus, Abner, let me drive. He goes, no, do it. I want to launch. So he's kind of like now like wrestling, wrestling yeah. with himself. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that crazy Canadian guy comes in. He's like, uh, Mr. President, we got a big old situation. He goes, oh, Nito, we got a special room for that, right? <laughs> so uh, this mob boss guy decided we're going to use Abner's family to get to him, to get him to give up the mask. So on the other side of a pane of glass is a bunch of guys with guns pointed at his family, all tied up and blindfolded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but is, didn't he like beat the hell out of his wife and he's just a terrible... Yeah. We get to that later. <laughs> 
But then, then we cut to there's there's a tour of the White House going on. It's <laughs> like, welcome to the White House, the seat of executive power and a place rich with American history. Since taking office, President Bighead has already added some accoutrements, such as fully staffed Arby's and something he calls a psycho yeah, fuck den. <laughs> All right, this dude might be crazy, but like, Arby's. This guy knows what's up. And, you know, Psycho Fuck Den. Yeah, dude. Arby's is the worst. Get out. You're going to get poop all over the Psycho get Fuck out. Den. Get out. Dude, Arby's is so One good. One roast beef sandwich and you got a cleanup crew. The Arby's does not mesh well with the Psycho Fuck Den, to be fair. You eat Arby's after. Yeah, yeah. Never before. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Idiot. Yo, I want some Arby's. We, we, we cut to this room. I, I, I guess it wasn't a pane of glass. I think it's like on a TV screen. Uh, it's it's re- this book can be hard to follow at times. Uh, it's just, you yeah, don't say. Yeah. But but we we cut to this room where they're they're holding the family hostage, and one of the the guys holding them hostage is basically like, uh, he has his own plan of getting the mask. So like everybody wants the mask as soon as it jumps off this guy's face. Yeah. Like they all know that they're going to get it to reject him, and then it's just going to be like this game of rugby when it's going to be like when you throw the bouquet, and then all the bridesmaids just tear <laughs> yeah, each other's basically. faces off to get to it. <laughs> But then we Just cut, like that. We yeah. cut back to this tour. The tour guide goes, Lincoln Bedroom has also been updated and now features mm-hmm. a fully nude portrait of William Taft being filleted by Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> Quite a feat given Taft's size. <laughs> Jesus. They just uh, decided to go after everybody in this, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what did Taft do lately to, <laughs> to get this? Uh... So what, more, more struggling between um, Abner and the mask. And the mask has just finally fucking had it. And it just literally pops off of his face, bounces off the desk, and then just lands in this dude's hands, the guy with the dreads. Oh, the mob boss? Yeah. Yeah. And he just goes, oh, wow, thank you, Mr. President. Quite a gift. And then the, the crazy um, Canadian guy goes to grab it. Or no, he, uh, the president goes for a gun, the Canadian guy grabs his hand, and then the kidnappers come in, pull a gun, and goes, hand over the mask. And then the mask just whooshes out of the guy's hand and starts, like... Going around to all the different people in the room? Well, no, it's just, like, it's, I guess it's trying to find one of those, those original three. Ah. So there's just this mass run towards the, towards the mask. Yeah. And then uh, at one point, there's this, like, spectrum spectral projection of big head and he looks like uh teddy roosevelt he goes i'm this way you dumb dicks i've been waiting for you (laughs) and then uh abner goes to his family and he's like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry it's over now it's over now we can all go home and then they just give him this look like you fucking asshole yeah and get up and walk out yeah so he shoots himself Uh yeah so he blows his brains out in the Oval office what is like what yeah, well, I and, guess I guess that's good. And then the mask is still ping ponging around. The crazy Canadian guys trying yeah, to grab it. Scenario in my book. <laughs> well, at least because well, now the blow up sex doll is vice president, right? <laughs> is president. I yeah. didn't yeah. think of that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That seems like an improvement. Yeah, yeah the mask actually saying. decided improvement. Yeah, it's a best case scenario. Honestly, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm I can only at. hope for that much. <laughs> but the mask actually flies through the air and decapitates the big dude with the dreads. Oh sure, God. Of course, of course. <laughs> And then it lands on the floor, cracks in half, just as the ex-cop and the mayor are running into the room, and half lands on each of their faces, and then falls to the ground, and they they both go like, oh, thank God. (laughs) It's like, now that it's snapped in half, it doesn't work. Awesome. Yeah. And then uh, this evil Canadian dude starts shooting, and... uh, 
What the, even is this book? The ex-cop and the mayor jump through a window and they land in the rose garden. Oh, Jesus. And then one of the kidnappers has an explosive vest <laughs> sure, that he sure. detonates and blows up the White House. Of course, <laughs> as one does. And there are these great little quotes. Uh, like one says, in America, anyone can be president. That's one of the, re- what, that's one of the risks you take. Um, Adla Stevenson? Um, oh, there was another one. It's when he killed himself. Uh, when the guy gets oh. decapitated, the one says, it will, it will take time to restore chaos, George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And uh, the, the, the scene where he blows his head off, because the, the bird of our country is a de- debilitated chicken disguised, as an, disguised in eagle feathers. We have never been a nation. Uh, George Temple Strong, March 11th, 1861. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome to be said, like, post-Civil War, during Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the the last page is, it's it's a wide shot of the Statue of Liberty, and this is all, like, big heads talk bubbles. It goes, well, it was fun while it lasted, but the truth is, you don't need me. You never did. Because the truth is, you are me. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then it cuts to a close-up of the Statue of Liberty, and it has Big Head's face. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. So that's, uh, that's the end of that. That was a wild ride. What? It is a wild ride. I don't even... What? <laughs> Although epilogue, there's a, no, not necessarily an epilogue, but at the end of this issue, we get a sneak peek at Mike and Laura Allred's new book, X-Ray Robot, Ooh. which takes place in the Madman universe, which I'm super fucking excited about. That does about. sound great. That's uh, that's some good escapism to yeah. counteract the uh, horrific reality that is the mask. I pledge allegiance. I wouldn't call it a reality. <laughs> I wouldn't call it not reality. <laughs> yeah, that, that I was, wouldn't call it fiction. Like I, I, this, this book came out and I was like, oh, awesome, a new mask book. I've been wanting this for a while, and it was not what I expected <laughs> or really wanted. But uh, but you was, got it. It was fun. <laughs> It's a wild, a wild fucking ride. Mr. Uh, Big Head's wild ride. Big Head's wild ride. <laughs> Mr. Big Head's wild ride. <laughs> so yeah, that is... That book. Top picks. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. That was it. Yeah. You guys want to do Guardians first? Yeah, let's do Guardians. Yeah, let's... Oh, that's right. That I, I, can, I can help drive this ship. Yeah. Guardians number <laughs> one uh, by... Guardians of the Galaxy number one by Al Ewing and uh, Juan Cabal. Yeah, this is it. It definitely so, kept some of the the vibe from the uh, Donny Cates run. Which yeah, there's a lot like going on. Yeah, so it kind of opens up with a bunch of Cree, Cree, these Cree. Are Cree guys. Yeah, yeah, just talking. Oh, they're talking about like the Cree utopia that yeah. they're, they're like building. And then this kid's just talking about to know it's safe, and then the dad just kind of goes to work. It's like, yeah, you know, what, what do you think's gonna happen? You know, war's far. We're on this. We're colonizing, and then it cuts to the next page, and it's literally just a floating thing and this guy saying nowhere safe it just burns everything to the ground <laughs> so very quickly we are in it well the, the the floating head in the sky is the supreme intelligence and that gets annihilated yeah and it's just uh i would not be able to live on this planet if there's just a giant head telling me that everything's okay all the time <laughs> yeah then this being that is killing everything just says now is the time of monsters and nowhere is safe it's like neat yeah, the, like everything is Kirby Crackle and fire. Cut uh. to the Guardians. <laughs> you may as well have just said, little kid, your father was wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cut to the Guardians having dinner. Yeah, they're having a nice... I like that, like, uh, Peter's like, you know how hard it was to get, like, a like a, a Earth 
turkey to, to yeah. make it. Like, well, it tastes weird. So uh, well, no, they, no, no, they don't want to eat it because it's got weird skin. Its skin is <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah, they don't even want to eat it. So they're like, no, I'm not eating this stupid turkey. I like Rocket's new look. Oh yeah, yeah. the suit. Yeah. He, he's he's almost died in the last run, and he has a new lease on life, and it just involves wearing suits. Nothing else about his personality. White, white suits. Too. <laughs> yeah, he's got uh, like a. Except the biggest thing, he doesn't mind being called a raccoon. Yeah, he yeah. did say he the, seems to be happy. Like, yeah, new lease on life, and he's because. got this Miami Vice look going. Yeah, on. yep. I would sure. buy a Miami Vice book with Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> yeah. So they're all having a good time. They start cooking non-weird skinned things for Rocket and everybody, and then Nova shows up because what's with, what's with Gamora's eyes? That's Gamora. That's what she always looks like. Really? Don't 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 trust the movies. That's what she looks no, like. No, I've just never really read. Oh yeah, no, she's always got the yellow eyes. Huh. It's definitely a different look. The art, like she's less like Gamora. She's just like looks like a normal person now. Yeah. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> um. So Nova shows up. It's like, hey, I need you guys. So sorry to interrupt, but um, the Olympians from Earth have kind of come back and they're pissed and killing everybody. They've broken up cranky. Yeah, they, this is their. <laughs> This is their cosmic death and rebirth cycle, and they've woken up cranky. <laughs> so basically, Nova's trying to recruit the Guardians for help, and I guess yeah. uh, immediately... Gamora's like, they're retired. Yeah, uh, she's like, we're out. The, uh, like, Phyla and the other one, I can't remember. Moondragon. Moondragon, like, yo, we're in, we got this. <laughs> and then Gamora's like, no. And Peter's like, oh, I guess I gotta do what the whole ball and chain Yeah, because says. they literally <laughs> just, they just fought a rogue religion that was trying to take over the galaxy. Uh, so he's just like, yeah, I, can you call anyone else? He's like, yeah, I did. And they were, and then the cancer verse happened. Yeah. Yeah. The annihilation, uh, scourge happened. So they were just playing baseball. <laughs> Pretty much. And yep. some sentinels showed up. Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. You're getting it. But, but bigger, but galactic, but Greek gods. <laughs> yeah. So then they cut to star Lord kind of in bed getting having some vision saying that he was chosen to be the star lord and then yelling at said vision yeah. <laughs> shut up shut up vision <laughs> and then he gets out of bed and goes to the ship where he rocket is waiting for him and both of them just kind of are like yep couldn't, couldn't sleep huh guess we're doing this yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, and then and then peter sends uh gamora a text message saying i'm to, sorry to say i'm sorry <laughs> and rocket's like man you couldn't even take your stupid mask off and call her and he's like no well it's cool i'm controlling the ship with my mask and he's like yeah it's a great excuse for not talking to your girlfriend face to face you idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we kind of wimps out of that one but then they meet up with the rest of the crew who uh pretty small crew yeah it's literally just Milo moon dragon nova and, and then they got marvel, and, and marvel boy, boy which if you're gonna get just one person to yeah. really fill out the team it's marvel boy i love this introduction Great, to marvel it was boy, really good because I, I don't know too much about him i know that he is i, I is do now batshit I, I know that his power sect like power um uh, set set is is like insane and i i know that his his lore is insane but uh this is a really good introduction to catch you up i already don't like him because he introduced himself in papyrus font <laughs> that's not his fault that's been like that it's been like that that's 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 an editor hey. from the like early 90s fault. of course it was <laughs> sorry uh, uh i i've bro. gotten menus at restaurants in papyrus font and have uh, con deeply considered getting up and leaving <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah no he's like call me marvel boy i'm a parallel universe cree allied with the utopian faction actually i founded that i can walk on walls my fingernails are an explosive compound my saliva is a psychedelic drug I have total control over my body and mind. I carry my own laws of physics with me like a, as a weapon. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, the, the name, again, is Marvel Boy. Any questions are like... <laughs> His pronouns. <laughs> I like 
person is saliva is a psychedelic drug, I would kiss a dude who's saliva is a psychedelic drug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, then they kind of like, they were like, seriously though, is this everybody? And that's when Nova kind of fills them in about the cancer verse uh, that we storyline where we talked about with Annihilation Scourge. Yeah. And basically it was like, yeah, I called them all. I don't want to call him again because we just did this whole thing. Uh, so yeah, this is it. And then he's kind of talking about like there might be some global conspiracy, like the Kree Civil War is on pause. Uh, the scrolls are just blowing suns up and sending out war fleets. The uh, it's rumored that they're trying to replace Gladiator with some kid which to we run the, know, rule the Shi'ar. We know we from know. from um, New Mutants. Yeah, that's what's happening in New Mutants. So he thinks like there's some person or something that's gonna benefit from all this and like no one gives a shit and they're all screwed <laughs> <laughs> so um basically they're just like yep then it's us we're gonna we're gonna take care of it and then we got our nice title page which yep. is nice right and i was like oh wait there's still way more of this book okay <laughs> yeah i was reading this earlier i was like i guess it's over yeah nope. right. and then they really just start going to the actions like so the olympians are on this city uh, they call them pirate gods, which is great. Yeah. Um, they're in this city that's going in and out of dimensions and attacking people. So they kind of devise this plan to kind of um, distract like, them and yeah, just they have to attack it while they're in the the dimension, so the they can get proper on proper dimensions, so they can actually get in there. So, uh, Phyla and Nova kind of confront them, and basically Nova's just like, "You're under arrest," and Zeus is like, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> and then they 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 start fighting. Who's like I know he's he's cool. He looks awesome. Yeah, uh, he's, he's like a lot of the gods look really cool in this. He's sci-fi Zeus. Yeah, he looks really cool. At first, I thought it was Thor when he was floating down. I'm like, wait, no, that's not gonna be right. Nah. but he's got a Thor vibe. Wrong mythology. Yeah. <laughs> so while they're fighting up in don't space, tell the Norse that you confuse them with the Greeks. Yeah, wrong Jesus. country of origin there. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll make sure that the Greek and Norse people that are listening are don't get offended. <laughs> Yeah, not to alienate it. Exactly. Any ancient uh, Greek or Norse people that might be there. <laughs> yeah. So, meanwhile, Moondragon, uh, they're kind of floating down with uh, the rest of the crew, Star-Lord, Rocket, and Marvel Boy to get onto the face of the Earth, uh, planet. And they're, she's using her telepathy to hide them. Um, she's and, using a lot of telepathy. Yeah. Like, she's going all 11 from Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, nosebleed. And they start talking about who the gods that are left in the city. It's Hermes, Artemis, Athena, and Hephaestus. Um, and Hephaestus uh, has, like, metalsmith gods, like, um, metalsmith, um, like, little, like, minions, sen- sentries. Yeah, yeah that are, this like, This is in addition to, I guess, Zeus. I don't know who, technically, who the other two are supposed to be. They mention it, but I missed it. It's fine. He's got the heart. Yeah, I it don't remember. Matter. Anyway. So they're basically like, okay, there's a huge power source somewhere because this thing's got a blip in and out of existence. So let's go find that. So they go off. They split up because, of course, they split the party. Yeah, which of is course. Guys split the party. Dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, call it, they all split up to go figure out to find the power sources and Rocket watches the ship because they have a giant bomb on it. <laughs> it makes for a hell of a center spread. Yeah. This, yeah. Then this cut to this was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time it's just like showing all of the fights and then just um, Moon Dragon saying, you see nothing, you hear nothing. You see nothing, you hear nothing, and then at the very end, which I really like, this thought and this was a nice the, and touch. And like some of the, some of them are saying nowhere is safe, like Rocket is saying nowhere is safe. Yeah, which um, was like yeah, uh, from earlier in the issue. But you know, her kept saying you hear nothing, you see nothing, and it cuts to um, Artemis saying I can smell mortals. It's like yeah, shit, we forgot yeah, to say can't smell us. Yeah, because <laughs> she's and she's like the the god of the hunt. 
Yes, so, exactly. Like, of course, she would smell them. So her and uh, Hermes start chatting. He's like, "Yo, there's definitely humans or something on here, but I can't see them or hear them. But my brain is definitely telling me something's up." So he just does a quick, quick run through and runs into Moon Dragon literally. and Marvel Boy. You literally, yeah, <laughs> breaks her concentration, and then Zeus is like, "There's people in Olympus. Let's go kill them all. Make them suffer." And then everyone's pretty much like, "Okay, we all need backup." So they all just get started, like losing uh and it's just like going over you know nova's getting crushed uh phyla's dealing with zeus uh what's his face star lord's pinned down hermes is just like messing with moon dragon's head and then marvel boy just walks up and just shoots him in the face which was awesome no gods no masters and just shoots him in the face yeah all right i take it back i like this guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah 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 <laughs> um the papyrus font aside <laughs> so eventually uh so like they mentioned that they have a singularity bomb on the ship, and then Hephaestus is like, minions, go get that, because that sounds dope. I want to see it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the adult, I guess they're battling. Everyone's kind of yelling, like, I need backup. We all need backup. Yeah, like, they got the bomb. Like, we're, like, we're failing behind the ass. Yeah, everyone's pretty much screwed. So eventually, Marvel Boy and Moondragon are, like, running towards the big power source on the ship. Like, we got to get to it. We got to stop the ship. We can't just be a total failure. And then... You know, they're just saying, basically, the plans fall apart, it's hopeless, nowhere's safe, and then there's a voice that says, no, never, there's always hope, and they look up, and it's just like, I'm Hercules, I'm here to help, and he's strapped into the ship. Yeah. Yeah, he is the he's power He's the source. power source. Yeah. Which is... Whoa. Kind of awesome. <laughs> gonna help a lot, really tied up like that. Well, I'm assuming they'll break him out, because that Marvel boy's got that cool-ass gun, he just shot Hermes in the face And with. he can, he has his own set of physics, so I'm sure... Yeah, so he could just, like, pop him out real quick, so yeah. I'm guessing that'll be... He's gonna be the So the Hercules is now needed. in the Guardians of the Galaxy, I think. At least temporarily he will be. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing he doesn't take too kindly to being strapped up and used as a power source. He's wearing some super low-cut pants. It's Hercules. Yeah, it's Hercules. He can't pull him back up. So, it's, it's Hercules. He's always... He's probably it's like it's it's so like showing that deep V, bro. It's real deliberate. Yeah, but he's probably a little skinnier. He's getting drained of his power, so yeah, maybe his pants are falling up. No, but it's not a matter of that. Like the rest of his pants are around his waist, so that right in the front, it kind of just dips down. Like it's like it's called fashion, sweetie. I, I guess I have to look. It's that called up. fashion, sweaty. It's for the ladies. Sweaty. <laughs> it's ancient Greek fashion. They wow. just yeah. I mean, it's called it's. it's if called, you're, it, it, yeah. I it's guess called, just, it's called a dick window, all right? <laughs> yeah, I guess we have those now. We really got to show think, off Hercules. How do you think we're ever going to get women to read comics if you don't have dick windows? Yeah. Come on. You got to show we off need sex Hercules' appeal. landing strip. Exactly. <laughs> That's what everyone wants, hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Al Ewing is fantastic. I've been loving his um, his Immortal Hulk. I'm behind on it, which is a shame because we should be talking about it on the show. Yeah. Um, but his whole thing is, is like Marvel lore, like knowing, like he's been writing the history of the Marvel universe and the Marvel 1000. He wrote most of it. So like his whole thing is just like, let me just like cherry pick bizarre mythos from the like history of, of Marvel. And so like, I'm excited that like, you know, Marvel boy and Hercules are in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, like, it's, it's a awesome. cool little, you It kind of makes me want to read the last arc of Guardians. I've... Oh, you should. It's Sonny Kate. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, fantastic. I, I didn't read that one. Yeah. The. I haven't read it in a long time, but this kind of makes me want to go back. Yeah, you should go back out. and read it. It was fantastic. It was, it, was, it was only like 12 issues. It was super good. And it had Beta Ray Bill. That's cool. all you need to know. Bojack oh, Horseman. <laughs> Gets me every time. Gets me every time. <laughs> all right, what else we got? So that comes around to Marauders number six. Ooh. Oh, boy. Mutant Pirates. This no. Pirate Mutants. This definitely happened, this book. So 
I love how it just opens up with Pyro just uh just taking what? it to some mutant white supremacist white supremacist mutant I don't know uh, anti human guy supremacist Homo sapiens sup- supremacist Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a hate monger. He's a white supremacist too. Yeah, he's, he's all the things. He's not great. <laughs> but Pyro is just lighting him on fire. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Giving him something to be butthurt about. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I like, and then they have Kitty, a lot of, a lot of cool Kitty, uh, Kate stuff in this. Damn it. Oh, That's a dollar. Let me put a dollar in the jar. <laughs> um, you know, Bobby got blasted by the power dampeners and she just kind of grabs him through the floor and just lets, um, lets her dragon guard him. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah Lockheed's like, yeah, I don't think her Cohen laws apply to you. So just roast anyone that walks through the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fantastic. And Lockheed goes, Haru. <laughs> <laughs> I like Lockheed. Less uh, jowls. Yeah. <laughs> Less flabitis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then she rolls back up and she kind of is trying to help a pyro out. And while dodging and phasing in and out, like, hate monger tr- goes to stab her and it goes into pyro. And yeah. And, and it's just like, a little man in him. Yeah. Uh, we get a little. Not. Like he needs to be a little bit more man, but like a little tiny man. <laughs> like a little yeah, like a little, like a little yellow tiny, jacket, like, like Magic School Bus style. Yellow here. jacket, it's, yeah, it's yellow jacket. Is that who that? I was is? gonna yes. say Fantastic Voyage, but I like Yellow School Bus better. <laughs> what yellow jacket? Why is That's, he evil? Huh? What did you say? What yellow jacket is it? Yellow, the, the the character Yellow Jacket. Sure, but that was originally Hank Pym. Oh, it's the the evil one. I don't know. I don't know about Ant- it's the Ant-Man. one from the movie guy. Yeah, I don't know enough about Ant Man to actually know anything about his villains. I just know that it's the it's the villain that can get tiny. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. So then we find out it's the plan of these kids, the Burger King Kids the- Club here. Yeah, <laughs> basically, so they can have eyes and ears within Pyro, and they're gonna sell it to whomever wants all it. Of the, all of the world all of, governments. Well, it's not Pyro, it's Kokoa. They want information about... Right, but... It, you know, but they're, they're getting it through Pyro. Yeah, they're, they're basically live-streaming yeah. everything Pyro yeah. sees through Correct. his own eyes. Exactly, yeah. yes. Um, and then they go... We, and then we go back to the battle. Um, with... <laughs> it's pretty cool action here. Like, a lot of Kate, a lot of Bishop, Storm... Like, everyone gets a gets a turn here while they're trying to let the get the mutants on the ship to escape. Um, so yeah, then uh, Kate uh, jumps to the other ship, mm-hmm. and uh, you find fucking Donald Pierce. Ugh. Yeah, and they, the when the boat has like a sh- a crap load of that um, power dampening armor, like a ton yeah. of it. So and there's like the, so much whole... power dampeners going on in X Men right now. Yeah. yeah, so like that seems to be a big thing. Yeah, then yeah, they like run the, into the Donald ship Pierce. is full of power dampening armor, and, like, and it's like on its way to just, just more uh, evil dudes that are yeah. trying to kill you. Right, yeah, so exactly. She, yeah, and it finds Donald Pierce and uh, the politician from Madripoor. From Madripoor. Yeah. Yep. And she's like, I don't care. You attacked me, so I'm going to take your ship because I'm a pirate. <laughs> and uh, I just fought a fought a clan member. Yeah, yeah. So I don't care what you say. Kate is fed up with all, just all of it right now. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. care and just continues to fight Donald Pierce. Hey, if she's if uh, okay, so we're 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 assuming that she can't get through the Krakoan portals. Because she's not a mutant, correct? Potentially, yes. But, but that is that is the leading theory that she's just not a mutant, and that's why it doesn't that's work. That's a fan theory. That's uh, yeah, but like they're also kind of hinting at it because they don't know if if the Kirko uh, and protocols of resurrection will work either. Mm-hmm. So so they're kind of like we don't really know. Do power dampening armor work on her? 
I think you just have Ooh. to get hit. It depends on what it dampens. Well, I mean, like it dampens just like the powers. Like it's it's like it's it like damp- yeah, whatever it the power. Does it dampen the power? Or does it dampen the X genes? Yeah, is it suppressing yeah. the mutant gene or just well, the yeah. like, like would it work on like Spider Man? Yeah, I don't think it does. I think it's a mutant thing. I hmm. think it is. That's the way that I understand. Is but just you still got to get hit by it. Like it's like yeah. Actual- so that's what I'm saying. So if she got hit by it, would she just kind of be like normal? Phase through it. Like would she just like beef? Maybe un- unfazed. That would be oh. Would she- <laughs> that, that would be that would be such a rad way to reveal that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I really hope that's not a thing. So we're not I, sure. Yeah, I hope she's. I hope she's a mutant. I would be. Yeah, it's not be, clear yet mad. so far. Uh, so they continue to fight. Um. <laughs> I love how Storm's like, you need me to help? He's like, nah, I got it. They're... <laughs> and then Donald Pierce is talking, talking mad shit. It's like, oh, good, good thing you have all these powerful mutants to protect you. He's like, no, they're protecting you from me, <laughs> not the other way around. And then she's like, you can, uh, she's like, uh, Donald Pierce is like, gonna go over, boys. You can jump where I can throw you. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, or often see, you just make Storm mad. Yeah. Storm pushes him forward with yeah, wind. They got hurricane. I love, I love that the Haymonger guy is like, death to Gene Junk, fervor, and, and then Bishop's like, I got this, absorbs the energy, and yeah. just blasts it right back at them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, then Storm takes care of Donald Pierce. Uh, Kate throws the Madripoor uh, lady off, just like, wee! <laughs> like just takes care of her real quick I'm and then they kind of like kicking your ass yeah and then they kind of like regroup bobby seems to be back to normal and they're trying to figure out what to do they're like okay this this ship full of this armor cannot get into the wrong hands yeah. because it is like it, 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 it is just a death sentence for so many mutants i forget what right. is she what does she did decide to do with it she's gonna sh- sail the ship somewhere to, uh, they say i sail for m to bring oh, it to yeah. sage and beast and forge so they could take a look at it basically like if they can't like fix it or like find a way around it storms like i'm just gonna destroy all of it yeah so they're they've decided to bring it there storm decides like um you know that she's gonna go uh just take off but like not ride with kate um bobby's like i have something to do too <laughs> basically cause like he's like i know you're party you know you're both on the uh, council but i have a i'm a guest judge on drag race this week so <laughs> honestly probably more crucial storm just saying well clearly you have the most responsibility yeah, exactly. it is more crucial than the quiet council. so he kind of goes off and does his thing um Storm kind of takes off, I guess, to do her thing. It's not quite clear what she's going to do. But Kate's basically on the ship by herself with Lockheed now. Uh, and to sail the ship back to um, M, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. Um, Magneto's portion of the island Got of Krakoa. It. So this is where the day gets sort of bad for Kate. Ooh-wee. So not the speech good. bubbles change to black. Pyro watches Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah. right. We go back and we 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 talk. There's like a little um uh oh, yeah, look, correspondence. Author Yellow Jacket. Yeah, so I you're told right. You you're right. I told. I didn't know. I don't know which Yellow Jacket it is, but I know it's Yellow Jacket. Well, they, they say didn't we? What? It's oh. Yellow Jacket. Because yeah, he's, yeah. he's 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 yeah. Corresponding. He's corresponding. corresponding from inside of Pyro, just being like, man, this dude. I don't oh, think he knows right. anything. He's stupid, and he just watches Rick and Morty. And well, like, I love it's great because they're walking through the ship, and then they find that. Emma has a oh, yeah. has a room on the boat, and they start going through her underwear drawer because <laughs> Pyro is a little freak. Yeah, um, and then he just hangs out and just starts watching Rick and Morty. But I guess he is he still on the ship with 
He's, um, he's on the Marauders ship. With Kate, right? No, because Kate is on the commandeered. Power. Oh, right, right. She stole yes. the ship from the Madripoor, That's whoever. Right. But I feel Dahl like Pierce. they would be together. But maybe, I guess not. No, they split up. For some reason, they split those ships up. But yeah. well, so, I mean, they could have just moved all of the armor from yeah. that ship onto the other ship, but it's easier to just sail it. To yeah, you. I thought the ships were, but whatever. Yeah. So basically, now they start talking about how um, the most lethal piece on the board is the White Queen. She, she did a very good job coronating the Red Queen, and then you see someone pop out of one of the armors, and Lockheed does his best uh, Nixon impression once again. <laughs> <laughs> and it, we turn, and you have Shaw just shooting a net at Lockheed. Um, so Naru. yeah. <laughs> and at this point, basically. This is where they start talking about where they're not sure, you know, if you can't get through the gates, maybe the resurrection protocol won't work either because maybe you're not a mutant. Yeah. Something's, something's up. He calls her like a half mutant. I, I like how Kate says you're yeah. going you're gonna to end up sleeping next to Sabretooth and yeah. she pulls out her sword. Yeah. yeah. Love that. So they, and then he has like these seeds that he found that he threw down and it's like they're like Cohen seeds and they just start like vines like grabbing her and like bolt her to the ship almost and that that's when they start talking about and since it's all that and vines she can't phase through it correct and that's... she tries to cut them but the sword and he kicks the sword out and he just grabs lockheed in the net and just throws it overboard Aww. and she is uh she's just like i'll give you anything just save lockheed he's like nah i don't care i don't give i don't give a shit about you and blows a hole in the bottom of the ship and it starts to sink and the whole time he's just like i don't care i'm taking all your shit i'm taking over everything uh, I'm going to get rid of Emma. I'm going to get rid of you because I don't want to have to deal with a telepath anymore on the quiet count. Like, See, I'm done I was, with this. I was saying this in the very beginning. Maybe not all mutants should be in the fold. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It is Especially kinda... not on the council. Yeah. yeah, yeah Shaw is very not Multiple a good guy. villains on the council is bad enough, but like at least. Like, you know, like Apocalypse being on the Quiet Council, he's his whole thing has always been mutant supremacy. So if that's your, what you're doing now, yeah. he's a villain that's kind of like, well, we have the same goal. So the enemy and my enemy is my friend. Right. But like he, Sebastian Shaw is just always going to be a greedy. piece of shit. Yeah. yeah he's, he's like, just greedy. Yeah, he just wants to, you know, he be, just wants rich. To be rich. He just wants to be rich. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We also find out Christian helped him. Yep. Christian helped him. Donald Pierce, like he kind of bought them all off. Emma's well, probably because murder another sibling. Probably because Christian's gonna be probably gonna replace Emma. Well, it looks on the uh, council, uh, that's yeah. probably what's gonna happen. Yeah. That would be Maybe. my guess. He's gonna be one of the seats on the on the. I, the that the wouldn't council. surprise. Yeah, that I mean, would that, be that, my guess. That'd be a good reason for him to. I mean, like, not a good reason, but that would make sense why he would betray her. Yeah, and, th and this one he says there, between you and me, they can't resurrect the Red, Red Queen, and I surmise that's why Iceman won't join your crew. He's too busy safeguarding some feeble, half-mutant girl. So, he may know something that other people don't, but clearly something's up with Kate and how she is involved with Konkoa, obviously. Mm -hmm. but, but as as she's sinking, she goes, I will live again only to kill you, and when I return, you will beg for my blade. Whoa. Which I thought was pretty rad. So yeah. good. And then he's just like, perhaps, I just, I, but not today. I hope, I hope that uh, she can get resurrected, but mo you can't resurrect Lockheed, so somebody... <laughs> Someone needs to take care of him. Someone needs to get Lockheed. If Lockheed actually dies, I will like be like inconsolable. Like yeah. I, It's going to be a problem. It, uh, I'm going to be really bummed if Kate actually dies. No, I don't think they'll I can't imagine. I, that would be insane. Uh, I feel like this this is a way of like either she is going to get resurrected and then we're going to actually learn what happens, or... They'll, gonna they're going to drag that, that carrot a little bit further down the line, and we're going to figure it out later. Or we're going to get Super Saiyan Kate. 
We're gonna get Emma ripping fucking Shaw's oh intestines out. Oh my god! I yeah. can't yeah. wait. That's gonna be so mad. You've been you've been waiting for Emma to actually fight during yeah. this Dawn of X what stuff, happens? and like it's about to happen. What Someone's this... getting diamond punched. <laughs> <laughs> diamond punch. <laughs> what if this is what unlocks her X gene? <laughs> she hasn't been a mutant, but she has powers from something else, and now she like it unlocks her actual powers. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Just saying, that could be crazy, right? That would be pretty rad. Yeah, I, I don't know how else. I don't she, think that's how it works. She but... turns into a boat. That's her. That's <laughs> yeah, her I don't know how. What? Yeah, turns she turns into, into a boat. She turns oh, into man. she turns into a bucket of water. <laughs> oh, my Form God. of ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that book was. That was a. Uh, that's definitely the highlight of the one X of my book. favorite yeah. X books. So right now, it was really good. So yeah, so that's that's top X. Or that's top stories. Holy yeah, God. sure is. Hey, we did it. We got through it. This is a long one, guys. <laughs> it is a long yeah, one. Yeah, sorry. So uh, thanks for sticking around. <laughs> uh, yeah. We got some uh, books that come out next week. We do. Uh, I, uh, two words. Sex criminals. Oh, sex oh criminals. God. I don't care what you have to say, Adam. I'm going to talk about sex criminals. I don't care how convoluted it is. I'm going to talk about that book. I can't wait. You need wait. to work on your two second uh recap like two sentence recap now yeah i need because I need we're not unpacking so it's these sex two criminals. people that could stop time saying... when they when they come the end so so next week is going to be a three and a half hour long episode <laughs> yeah, we can't because we cannot we un- can't yeah we can't it's a 26 that. episode 26 issues of, it's uh, ridiculous yeah. there's a lot of the ends coming out uh there's week. a captain marvel the end deadpool the end and doctor strange the end i think yeah. are there's all... also a lot of like number twos <laughs> yeah. so we got like hawkeyes back um, Thor, Tarot, <laughs> Frankenstein Undone number one. That looks kind of interesting. Yeah, Star that's Wars. That's the uh, the Hellboy Frankenstein. That's the Mike, Mike yeah. Mignola. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, something's killing the children. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, TMNT. Oh, TMNT. Yeah. Some more Ice Cream Olympia. Man. One of my last god and Black Stars Above. Yep. About to say oh, Black Stars Above. Those are RJ's picks. Yep. <laughs> that was easy. The next issue of Star Wars. Oh. Ooh, ooh the second arc of Vagrant Queen. Yeah. Philadelphia. X Men Five. X Force. Yeah. yeah, I'm less excited about X Force. Uh, X Force is great. You're wrong. It's fine. I said I'm less excited, but it's great. Fallen Angels number six, guys. And New Mutants, best book ever. <laughs> yeah, New Mutants is out too. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, we're gonna have to talk about it. Probably. Yeah, I feel like this is either gonna be a jam packed week or it's gonna be kind of. Well, we're not gonna like anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'll definitely be stoked on. I don't know what the top stories are gonna be, but uh, I'm definitely gonna talk about turtles, sex sure. crims. I'll try to keep her contained. <laughs> I cannot. I know. Cannot I'll, be contained. That is a fool's errand. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's uh that's it for last week's comics. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. If you like what you hear and you want more, please support us by going to duelinggenre.com slash support. You'll support us, you'll support a whole bunch of other cool shows like Spider-Man Minute, uh Chasing Amy Minute has been really fun. Uh, yeah, so go check out uh, all of the family down at Dueling Genre. And please support your local comic shop. Get out there, buy some comics, and we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.